Hello, and welcome to Quadrivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Corey with Third Degree Entertainment in Spokane, Washington. I am Jeremy with Liquid Courage Entertainment in Chicago. I'm Jeff with RMT Trivia in Chicago. And I'm Jason with Liquid Courage, also in Chicago. Oh, yeah. That was, I, that was well, way I, too fucking smooth considering the notes like the others. don't have the order that we did that in. <laughs> I, uh, the whole time I I'm forgot. like, shit, somebody say something, somebody say something. And it worked. <laughs> I forgot that we uh, had kind of a Chicago invasion in the beginning. Yeah. It's because nice we're the best. Having some some more spread. <laughs> <laughs> Should we tell uh, in the beginning there was Chicago and it was good? That's how it starts, right? <laughs> Something like that. Well, I don't know. What's I that talked first. So I guess in the in the beginning there was Spokane. Yeah. And, and then it got better three times. <laughs> or or just hit it, you know, first try and moved on to something else. No no. There's a reason why Chicago came three times trying to trying to improve, but it can't. That's right, Chicago, the multiple orgasm of podcasting cities. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> what the so, hell are some, we even doing? Somebody tell them what... Yeah, that's a good question. Somebody tell them we're, what we're doing. We're recording a podcast. Do you want Thanks. it to be somebody more specific than that? <laughs> Would you like to Thank know more? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, <sighs> I'll do it. We are here. We've got the uh, original hosts back together to record our special 50th episode uh it was just the four of us on that very first episode we had no idea what we were doing and we said fuck it that's how i do everything else in life to be fair we still don't exactly it's carried us this first who needs an outro a year later we'll come up with one eventually yeah corey you hit record right (laughs) Uh, maybe i don't know i hope so and this is proof why we apparently are all not all allowed on the same episode anymore (laughs) oh no we are so so very tired of hearing not only our own voices but especially each other's that we had to bring in like a dozen new hosts to round table the round table so that we all don't lose our goddamn minds i think which is a mind I think it's a little bit appropriate that we're doing uh, this this flashback episode on 420. <laughs> because I don't know about y'all, but in this state, I can guarantee I'm going to make some mistakes. <laughs> It'll be. I assume you're like in Eastern one. Washington today and not or- Northern Idaho, right? We could make mistakes that in Illinois correct. now, too. I think I can't remember if uh, when that went into effect. Do you guys uh, remember? 2020, What's that? wasn't it? Beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Yeah, no, it was beginning of 2020 for Illinois. Um, it was pretty because appropriate timing. They had just <laughs> opened up the uh, dispensaries, and then shit hit the fan. Oh, yeah. And then we created a podcast, because we had nothing <laughs> else to do <laughs> for that. Yeah, for that uh, pandemic, lockdown, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. That was, um, what did we say in episode one? Going to last a couple of weeks? <laughs> I think God. you know I I haven't listened to that episode in a while. Uh it, insert clip here, Ken. <laughs> I haven't listened to that in a while, but I think that we also when we said a couple of weeks, I believe we said it like that would be a long time. 
like, like that <laughs> oh was that was us like hedging our bets and mm-hmm. you know it's like oh guys we might be out of work for as long as a month oh, yeah. sweet sweet summer children just oh. ugh, the longest of winters is is still here oh my god here we are a year later overall overall this year has been very challenging for a lot of us uh but it has at least presented us with the opportunity to learn and grow and expand and do different things like i don't know if we ever would have gotten into this podcast without the lockdown we talked about it for months beforehand like before the lockdown was even a little thought in the back of our heads like we said oh it'd be interesting if we could maybe pull this off this would be a fun idea um i know that i never imagined that i would be streaming trivia on twitch i used to watch speedruns and now i also am an affiliate on twitch Uh, that's weird to me but it's a a fun opportunity so i mean uh, you know knowing what we know now i'd still like to go back and tell everybody to you know stay the fuck at home and maybe wear your masks and let's not let half a million people die but (laughs) all things considered um it's it's given us a chance to try and do things a little differently i think that at at least at least for me personally i i've learned a lot from all of the trivia content i've been able to take in from hosts from around the country i've learned a lot from talking to hosts in the show uh we have new paperless submission forms that seem to be working really well and promise to work well live if we ever get the chance to go back live some of us fingers crossed square kelt call me whenever you're ready. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, it, but that's what we're here to talk about tonight. We're, we're here to talk about this last year, where it all started, where we've come from then, and kind of everything in the middle. I do. I do want to take a moment of, I don't know, I guess, a somber moment, a, a uh, less upbeat moment, and point out that episode five i believe uh would have been we skipped episode five because that was right uh after the george floyd incident the murder of george floyd um took a week off in solidarity with the black lives matter movement and uh all of that and here we are today recording our 50th episode on the day that the uh the cop is found guilty of murder. Yeah, three different charges, right? Yep. Yeah, he was found guilty on all three counts. So uh, it, it's it's crazy to look back at uh, not only us starting this at the beginning of the pandemic, but everything else that happened last year, including these massive nationwide protests that went on for so long. And... Uh, I don't know, just it felt a little bit appropriate that uh, at least one small chapter of that is uh, being put to rest today while we record this anniversary episode. Yeah, I hear what you're saying on that. It was uh, it was definitely nice to see a small drop, hopefully fall into a much larger bucket down the road of uh, equity and social justice and the system kind of resetting to where it needs to be. There's still a lot of progress to be made, and I don't want to I don't want to drag down the entire episode, but 
that part felt uh, too important to to not uh, mention. Yeah. So it's almost almost kismet that it happened today. Yeah, it's nice. All right, let's get back into the the weird shit. <laughs> we do the weird stuff. <laughs> All right, Corey, you got us in. You get us out. Take us into something. All right. You know what? I'm going to start by pulling up the uh, recording notes from our very first episode. <laughs> where? Why, why did we have the note air horns and shit? Were we going to? Yeah. Who had that ready? <laughs> because that was not a planned thing. <laughs> that was and not. Fact, you said air horn, and I went for it. The yeah. fact that you were ready with an air horn is a little bit terrifying. Uh, it's a lot terrifying. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, gosh. looking through these first notes. Um, yeah, we talked about the lockdown because we thought that was one topic and not, you know, the last year of our lives. Do you expect this to affect your trivia nights long term? Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> what are trivia nights long term? I think yeah, my I... favorite bit. My favorite bit of notes from episode one comes all the way at the end, right after we mentioned that we should do a wrap-up and plugs with no mention of what we should do for an outro at all, <laughs> which, you know, good on us for planning ahead. Uh, we have some lyrics to <laughs> oh, no. what seems oh, no. to be, what seems to be uh, a Sweet Caroline uh, parody. Uh, I'm not really sure what it's titled, but the lyrics go, <clears throat> excuse me, that was an on-purpose throat clear to set the mood. <laughs> Butts, touching butts, rubbing cheeks, reaching out, going poo, sweet booty sweet. meat. Oh, I thought we were all gonna sing that part. <laughs> oh, together. are we gonna? Are we gonna? We're we gonna sing it. Sweet no, booty just meat. Keep going. Bum bum bum. That's my favorite part. Is the bum bum bum? <laughs> <laughs> it's doing so much work. It it. it oh. So I guess yeah. Sweet booty meat would be what that's called. But that I, I have no context as to why that's there. I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> the best, I don't remember as best why that I can happened. figure, we put as as note five, wrap up in plugs, and we're twelve, and we saw plugs and somebody wrote butt. <laughs> and and now that it's there. just devolved. Now that I'm thinking about it, I believe that it, it did because we were typing into this document as we were recording. I think we <laughs> I think we did just start kind of adding to it. As <laughs> as we thought of what could be the next funnier line, it, that was a year ago, uh, and what seems like a decade ago, if if only a year. Uh, so my my memory's a little a little bit hazy, but that I, uh, you know that's on brand. That's kind of like what we that do. at the it, the bottom. We also have ten different options for our intro. <laughs> and some of them are like one word different than the one before it yeah. oh we had long and and i dare say violent arguments over <laughs> do we say a step beyond a trivia do we say a step you know, into, into the trivia? mines a step <laughs> yeah, into is... we theory crafted the hell out of this intro and i don't even remember what the hell it is anymore <laughs> Yeah. With the final yeah. note being, I feel like this is just too much for episode zero. <laughs> very, very accurate statement there. I, I also love the fact that the show notes, like there aren't actually show notes. It's literally us just typing random stuff after the show notes. Yep. 
Oh yeah, yeah. we're yeah. eventually going to be beyond the bounds of trivia and into the minds of the people who craft the questions you love because we have egos. <laughs> At one point we considered into the minds of the game masters themselves. Ugh. And while I may not remember our discussion, I guarantee you I was firmly against that one. I oh, I hate This is game master. <laughs> oh, the, the, this is very reminiscent. I just right before the podcast, I spent a good five minutes scrolling all the way back to the beginning of my Facebook photos to the very, very early stages <laughs> of college, Jeff, to find some funny pictures from a Super Bowl. <laughs> and uh, that's what I feel like is looking at these is like looking at old pictures of myself. It's like, oh, dear Lord. Why did I think that picture was a good idea? This isn't funny. I'm not wearing pants. This is you this know, should not be on the internet. On on the <laughs> subject of Facebook, I have the uh, I get the alerts. You know, take a look back at what you posted four oh, years yeah, the, ago. The memories, Shit. yeah, the Facebook memories. And the only thing I use that for is to say, yeah, I'm gonna delete that. <laughs> I just, just delete old shit that I said because it was so dumb. Oh, uh, why do we have notes. ideas for cursing cameo? It's dual state. It has to be. Oh, that was. Oh, we had a, a discussion way back when about whether or not we were going to make this a a PG or like an eighteen plus rated podcast. Whether or not we were going to censor ourselves in editing, and the the dumbass idea we had was to to hire Jewel State, uh, the actress who plays Kaylee on Firefly, uh, on Cameo, to just drop a whole bunch of the Firefly-esque replacement swear words, and we would just hot edit those in. I kind of wish we had idea. done that. That would have been, been fun. It would have been a pain in the ass for editing. It would have been Goram hilarious. <laughs> I, I don't know who that... said this, but was Jewel State the weird girl in Firefly or the mechanic <laughs> or whatever? I binged it once, but that was like 15 years ago. I I'm know that's sure Corey. That, was... that has but... to be Corey. <laughs> yeah, guilty. <laughs> Man, we had we had thoughts, we had ideas for this thing, and now we just bullshit for two and a half hours. Oh, that reminds me, the time note for our roundtable discussion, 15 minutes. We were going to talk <laughs> for just 15 oh. minutes on one topic and then move the hell on. Well, that didn't happen. Who, who needs we, more than 15 minutes on a lockdown that's only going to last a week? Dude, I we can even fights. say that without throwing up a little. We had fights over how long the epi the, the podcast should be um, in general. And I think it was a really hard push to get anyone to, to like uh, anything longer than an hour. And now we've, I'm pretty sure we've put out a three hour episode. Yeah, I, I think I was on team. We can go longer than an hour, but I was starting to listen to podcasts at that point that in some cases went as long as four hour, hours for episodes. So I'm like, eh, as long as people give a damn about what we're saying, who cares how long it is? Yeah, I, I think a lot of it was also just we were newbies to the the process itself. So we didn't know how long we'd be able to speak on a topic clearly with each other and and make interesting conversation that's not just repeating the same things over and over again you know is that i, I, re I remember saying like you guys are gonna be really surprised because we we're talking about having like five or six people on an episode i'm like that's a bad idea because you want to keep it near an hour i'm gonna guarantee with three people you're gonna go over an hour 
No, I don't know how we'd fill that much time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How about the pudding on that? We have uh, every episode has had between three and five people, and the shorter episodes aren't always the ones that have three people. We talk no. a lot, basically. <laughs> uh, I want to point out also, talking about these these old episodes and our our lengths. Uh, episode three, we released an episode three and a half bonus content because we were worried that. The episode <laughs> two was hours too was too long. Yeah, I remember that. It was it was one hour and sixteen minutes with thirty <laughs> minutes of extra content, and oh we thought God. an hour forty five would be too much. We should just re-release that as a whole episode, <laughs> so that that way the numbers match up with what episode it is. Quad trivia, the Snyder cut. cut. That makes me crazy. The butthole that, cut. Quad trivia, the butthole cut. There you go. Cat's butthole cut. <laughs> We Every time really I see that it. video, I click on it, and I know what I, I know what's going to happen, but I can't not. <laughs> you know, looking back at our old ones, we the first seven episodes. Well, okay, episode five, we had our first guest. We had Peter Strait. That one went almost two hours. I mean, you tell um, Peter to stop talking, please. Right. <laughs> but other than that, up through episode seven, they were all like under an hour and a half, and then we started bumping it up. Episode eight, an hour forty. Episode nine, hour thirty-five. And I think at that point they just started getting longer and longer. And nobody and, told us oh. not to. <laughs> Episode eleven well, I, dropped I think, down to barely over an hour. I I, f- I do feel like with podcasts, though, especially one that's a, a, of a discussion type like this, um, if the discussion is going well, don't cut it off because then it feels forced. Yeah. It's almost worse content to force it shorter sometimes, depending on what the discussion is. All right, Ken, hard cut there and just jump to whatever our next topic is. <laughs> Speaking of Ken, maybe that's maybe that's the reason because you guys it was you guys editing the first few the first few until we hired Ken to come oh, in and be our hero. God, yeah, editing was... was such a goddamn nightmare. Thank you, Ken. I love you. Let me buy you uh, <laughs> nice sushi or something the next time I see you for, for doing this every week. Uh, yeah, Corey and I were each putting like six hours in to editing one episode oh, it, because it we were insane. being we were being hyper focused and meticulous. I was multi tracking things and I would move somebody's laugh like a quarter second earlier. So it wouldn't overlap (laughs) the next person talking. I would go through and every click, every vape pen, every throat clear I was going in and manually muting and who the fuck cares? (laughs) Did did I not say that like early on though? Like there's a such thing as overproduced. And I remember doing that with this old uh, gaming podcast I had because I was editing that. And it was like the first few episodes I was doing the same thing. I'm like every little cough, hiccup, pause, um, like anything I was cutting out. And it sounded super overproduced. So then I stopped editing. (laughs) Um, Except for if I made a note during the episode Mm -hmm. where it was just like, okay, this needs to be fixed at this point. Or we said, you know, we're going to go back and redo that part. Um, Rarely ever edited the episode. Threw on the intro, threw on the outro. Um, normalized the audio and posted. And it sounded way more natural. It It's appropriate that you're the one who's talking about that because there were uh, more than a few times Jason and I would message, message each other and just be like, fucking Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot. It, the vape pen was, was uh, 
by far. No, no. Worse. See, Jeremy's vape pen was never the problem. It, it was the the computer fan. Well, that too. That I mean, we did. Well, I did. We I did have to replace some stuff. Him, um, no, I, I, but I did. Ha- I did replace the computer fans. Um, yeah. Oh, we all we issue. all had our things. Jeff had his yeah. his vape pen and, and my, his throat my, clearing. My, m- mine was oh, clicking, clicking the mouse. That's, that's something fun oh, yeah. I could talk about that's happened this year. Well, is that uh, for a long time I've been dual using a vaporizer for nicotine purposes, but I've also been you know using cigarettes still, which it was very few compared to what I used to. But I've officially totally quit cigarettes this year, which was really congrats. nice. Oh wow! Congratulations on that. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it's just Ken being a better editor, but I think that there's less throat clearing happening. So that's a plus. Yeah. You know, other than Jeremy's clicks, I'll say the the problem with his vape pen wasn't (laughs) the pen itself. It was that he would he would wait until somebody was talking to him Mm -hmm. and then he would start pulling it. Yeah. He'd start pulling it in the silence and then start talking with a mouthful of smoke. So you'd hear, yeah, well, really, the uh, thing there is. It's like, damn it, Jeremy, why? There was, there was no way to cut around it, too. Do you guys, do you guys <laughs> remember, remember that? But, uh, I'll be more cognizant. Oh. Do you guys remember my original headset that had, it was the gaming headset with mm-hmm. the mic? And because it was a powered headset, you could hear oh the echoes. Uh, people speaking from my left ear my left ear cup oh, yeah that, right into the that mic. was a goddamn nightmare <laughs> so so what i did behind the scenes was after we found out that that's what the issue was that that's where the echo was coming from i had to go into my audio settings and set the balance for my headphones all the way to the right so it would only <laughs> come through my right ear so I would sit for like two and a half, three hours with not hearing anything out of my left ear. And it was just the, it was the most ridiculous feeling. Like I, (laughs) like I'd like turn my head so that I could hear better. And it's like nothing was happening. It was, it was very, those early days where we, because we, everybody recorded their own tracks on Audacity. Mm -hmm. Uh, We didn't have a backup. We had to clap to sync up our tracks. So, <laughs> oh, the clap track, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we should do that. Ooh. Let's let's go to uh, let's like break down our old episodes, how we would do it, like just planning it out, uh, pre-recording. Think we could? Do you think we could dissect an original episode step by step? I I think so, but only because those those first like five or six were. I don't want to say meticulously planned, but we had the ideas. We had the things kind of set in stone. Like on this episode, we want to talk about this idea of hosting Mm -hmm. trivia. You know, we kind of went into it with something to build from. And uh, we've since created a, a very large list of things that we might want to talk about, things that might uh, interest uh, any listeners, things submitted from the listeners uh, and it's much more of a we, you know, we sign on to do the podcast and, you know, unless someone is specifically tapped for something that's really in their wheelhouse, it's just kind of like we almost don't know, you know, without a little bit of pre-planning like the day before. But those first few episodes, we knew everything for the first month of stuff we were recording. OK, we're going to have these people on this episode. This is going to be the topic. We need to get keywords added in and this person's doing the questions. And now it's it's way more uh, impromptu in a sense. Yeah, but like in a in a really organic kind of improv way, like uh, the the first few episodes, I know we thinking back 
to us talking about how we wanted to do it and the planning, despite what we were talking about with our minuscule show notes from the very first episode. <laughs> there was a lot of talk in our in our personal channels about like how to go about this idea, like how to make sure we're not stepping over each other. Like there was a lot of planning that went into those. And the the technical aspects, I think, is what's changed the most since then. Well, actually, that's also, you know, technical and kind of the planning aspects of it. But mm -hmm. <laughs> I think the technical is by far the, you know, that's the, we, it was like stone. We were just banging rocks together in a cave. <laughs> like, <laughs> this sound good for Unga Bunga. <laughs> like, when, we, when we first started, I would set up a separate laptop. Um, you know, I'd record on my computer and I'd have a laptop set up that was also in the discord with us and i'd be recording a master audio on that <laughs> i forgot about that yeah the mix down one so that we because could sync up the individual tracks and exactly. editing. exactly we would I we forgot. would manually sync them by finding the uh the peaks caused by the snapping and the clapping we would use that to sync all of our our uh different tracks and then mix them together oh it was rough that was the one that was so there there was Corey with your regular Discord screen name and then there was third degree entertainment like official mm -hmm. that your your second Discord screen name. Yeah. Oh man. And then we found and I should say we I mean Corey found the uh <laughs> automatic recording voice bot for Discord. Uh I got turned on to a third party like online virtual studio for recording that we use now. Um, and when everything works, everything works great. And when everything doesn't, we have two episodes about mistakes. <laughs> well, an episode well, and an half. episode and a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> but then we also get five minutes of tipster going. Ooh. Oh goodness. Oh, oh great. Ah. Great. <laughs> God. Um, That's all right, what my else? favorite thing that we've recorded this whole year is, is the real time of tipster figuring out that clean feed didn't work that one day <laughs> you know what let's let's go to that next then let's talk about what do we call them uh because that came after the end music are we just calling those we don't even have a word outtakes for it, but the, our stingers oh, yeah, the, the, are outtakes. the stingers yeah all stingers stingers is another good one um so Which... let's say stingers are outtakes I believe did we have one for our very first episode we did not no that's something we started bringing in like episode two or three because uh, there was something that didn't, it didn't work to keep it where it was in the recording. And I had the idea to just move it to the end as, you know, kind of an Easter egg kind of thing. Uh, because, you know, in like out of context, you know, it was 15, 20 seconds of really fun audio uh, that didn't make us sound great in the moment. But after the fact, you kind of get that, oh, I listened all the way to the end and, and got this bonus track kind of thing. Um, and we've been doing it since. Yeah. We, we never planned it. We never, we never even really talked about it other than that one time when you were like, Hey, I've got this. Should we do it? And now it's, it, it's been in every episode since, but I just found out I was talking to somebody, uh, I think yesterday who listens to the podcast. They were talking to me about different episodes we've had. Um, and I don't remember how it came up, but they, they mentioned something that referenced or was later referenced in one of our stingers and i was like oh yeah did you hear that you know after the whatever episode 
And, and the person goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, and I realized a lot of people still, as soon as the outro music starts, they're cutting it and moving on to the next one. <laughs> so all of you listening that did not know this, going back to probably like episode three or so, we have had a little outtake, a little little stinger, a little bit extra at the end of every single episode. And there's some <laughs> there's some solid shit on there, including <laughs> the tipster hyperventilation. Uh, <laughs> I, bu- I believe the technical majesty. term is flail, audio yes. flailing. Yeah. The tipster flail. <laughs> well, that's actually oh, that's actually something that we could talk about a little bit. How the the lineup of hosts has changed over the years. We've added. Uh, it started off with I think just five regular hosts. It's just the four of us and Aaron. For the first few episodes and then we had um, uh Peter calvin as, like, came on episode three. pretty early oh, yeah. in yeah yeah calvin was on pretty early too you're but right I'd say, I'd, I'd say it was the six of us um, yeah us four plus aaron and calvin we didn't have any other than guests like peter uh we didn't have anybody else until episode nine when oliver came on didn't we have uh bizarro jeff on right around then as well yeah jeff c he came on episode it was 11. like episode 20 oh no. okay oh yeah. yeah okay so it was way earlier so, than that yep it was it, it was episode you're a goddamn monster jeff yes <laughs> <laughs> and now we have uh jay up in canada we have tipster we've had guests from the uk and uh i want to make sure it's uh lithuania right lithuania Cat, yeah catnips from lithuania i wanted to make sure i didn't say the wrong european country um <laughs> We've had but, three quarters of the Triviality podcast on our show. Yeah. We've had three quarters of the Oaks Media Group uh, quartet. Jeremy, back me up on that. Uh, half. I don't think Chris or Jonathan's ever been on. I wasn't sure about Chris. Yeah. I knew, yeah, I I knew Ben and Carmella had, had been on. Ben, yeah. Yeah. Someday um, well, Nick, our Nick magnum opus will have... Uh, oh, that's that's what I was thinking. So three-fifths. I'm trying to think because I know we've had, we've had oh, Paul we had, from Hollywood Cast Connection. Yeah, we had Adam Spees. Forgot about that. Throwback trivia yeah, was, takedown. Yeah, throwback. Yeah, trivia. that was that was just you and Jeremy, and then him and Brian. I think that was our first, uh, the first time guests and hosts were were at an even number. Yeah. Oh man, do you remember how worried we were about that? Oh yeah. Oh, the balance on on the, yeah. the regular voices and the and getting other ones in. Yeah. No, we hemmed and hawed over that for a good long time, and now. Do, do we have three to five people? Fuck it, we're recording. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's <laughs> yeah. go. I mean, I think I think we're still aware of it, and we still try to to you know keep an eye on that. But uh, just a few episodes later, we had Aaron and Calvin with Carmela and Ben. Oh, that was the diversity episode too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so such that was a good, good episode. One. Didn't think... we have one where Jason? It was just you and three guests. I think we've done that twice, actually. Uh, yeah, there was the episode that had Carmela and Addie um, and Tipster, yeah, and, and the... Tipster about various non-pub quizzes, and then again uh, the 2020 yeah. year in review. Yep, Tim McKinney and Chuck. Wow, man, the you don't. Uh, I know this is gonna sound cheesy and corny, uh, you know, but you don't think about the size of the footprint that you've left. the The amount of different trivia spaces that we've kind of woven into our own show mm-hmm. and the amount of people from from different 
like from Triviality and Trivial Warfare, uh, people from other countries, it, it, it's kind of, it, it's mind-bottling. It's like my mind's been put in a bottle. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's crazy to me thinking about how this kind of silly idea about like, oh, we're all trivia hosts. Maybe we should host, you know, do a podcast about writing trivia. How that idea has networked through all of these different uh, facets of the trivia community, how we've taken the time to, to talk on issues that are not only important to us as people, but important to us as trivia hosts. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's really cool to be looking back at this last year of, of recordings because, you know, I listen to them when they come out and then I haven't gone back and listened to them since. And it's really fun kind of walking back and be like, Oh shit, I completely forgot all these fantastic people that are not us that have been on the show. <laughs> and much better too. <laughs> yeah a much better quality of of humans besides us <laughs> oh yeah whenever whenever we can get a guest in we should get a guest in because we are not good at our jobs even a year in <laughs> you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna put uh, all of us on the spot here um yeah. first a disclaimer of course that we love every guest we've had we wouldn't have had them on if we didn't like them uh, yeah, not but, a one of you was an 11th hour, oh crap, we need one more voice, so I'm going to reach out and message blank. Not one well, of you was. Maybe, <laughs> maybe two of you. But uh, Jeremy's who, right here, Corey. Yeah, I don't think he's listening. I'm pretty sure he's vaping. <laughs> that's that's not me that's making that noise, by the way. I'm just saying. Um, Who has been your favorite guest so far? You know, for, for whatever reason, use whatever metric you want. All right. Um, but yeah, who's your favorite I'll, guest? You're I'll not allowed um, to say Quincy. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't say Paul. <laughs> um, in, in all seriousness, Quincy. I will I will say Peter straight um, <laughs> because he was the most kind of out of left field guest that we've had. He was the one yeah. um, who who taught me a little bit over the last year to approach this. Uh, thing that I do in a more confrontational way. I liked All his right. approach. I liked his his methodology to um, how he said that he hosted trivia. And I liked that he challenged us with a round that was just very out of our wheelhouses and opened up, at least for us, a bit uh, broader conversations about representation and diversity in, in the trivia world. Yeah, that was that was an important one. I, I have I have two votes, one for Quincy because Jason can't. Oh, thank you, Jeffy. <laughs> um, and second, uh, Paul. I I just mentioned Paul uh, Paul Carr from the Hollywood Cast Connection podcast. Um, I I really have become close with Paul and Sam. Um, but my favorite part of that was that was our that was our movie trivia episode. We were talking about movie trivia, so we had Neil from Triviality, mm -hmm. you know, noted movie buff, and Paul from a podcast about movies as well. Um, and my favorite part about that is that since Paul is so much younger than the rest of us, we all were we were all kind of in the same headspace that was 15 years older than Paul. And so we're like, oh, he was in that movie. And Paul was like, I was uh, in kindergarten when that <laughs> I <came>. was four. <laughs> and and just the uh, how how fun that felt to to kind of because I have to apply that to hosting trivia too is i have to remember that i'm an old fucker like I, i'm you know 
I don't want to talk about how old I am because it's depressing, but there are people that play my game that are just turning 21 and just going to the bar this year before lockdowns. But you know what I, like? So there's a 20 year gap between the knowledge. So when I'm like, oh yeah, of course I remember Candlebox, that very memorable 90s grunge band that a 21 year old is going to go like, oh, what? Uh, what is in the box? That's, I don't know What's what you're in the talking box? <laughs> Yeah, and and having having kind of that moment with Paul during the during the quiz portion was was really fun uh and and really got me actually kind of thinking outside of that episode itself so thank you again to to paul from the hollywood cast connection for that one <laughs> Jeremy, i don't like yours? being put on the spot here would you want um, me to go well, first <laughs> no I'll, I'll go uh because okay. <laughs> uh, mine's kind of a mixed down like i was going to say peter but somebody already took it um and basically for the same reasons that jason said you know you um, can both have the same favorite Say Quincy. No, no, no. I said <laughs> I said Peter. I called dibs. But like I said, I do want to add to that because Peter is just um just an amazing person. And the fact that he has so much energy all the time and brought that to the podcast here as we were, you know, learning and growing. I think we all learned a lot from that. Um plus, as you said, like the questions he he brought in really challenged us and I think got us onto the topic of conversation about diversity in uh trivia more than we had before um other than that i i always appreciate um brian nash uh, i'll say I, I really enjoyed having him on the show and as as much shit as i give you brian because you might be listening to this um you know we joke about age and stuff but i i appreciate your wisdom uh <laughs> and literally just what he brings to the table with that um you know we joke you know you joked about paul and how you're the, you're the old fucker as you put it um but I, I appreciate what I learned from Brian and his experiences. And uh, I think he brought that to the show, too. Let me let me pull up my note cards here. Uh, <laughs> first, I want to thank actually, the Academy. I do. I do want to start since uh, uh, nobody else took it. I'll get the brownie points for saying Ken, uh, who edits all of our episodes. He was a terrific guest. That's not he fair. You told we weren't allowed to say Ken. No, and then you cut it out before you sent him the audio, didn't you? You're going to cut it out before you send him the audio. <laughs> no, uh, Ken is awesome. Obviously, love you, Ken. But I would say for me, it's it's tied. I, now I just now I feel like Peter's going to get a a big head if he still listens to us. But uh, <laughs> I, I'd be tied between Peter and Nick Groves. Um, for me, Nick Groves uh, district trivia over in Washington, DC. He was somebody that like, I really looked up to as a trivia writer from when I first started. Um, mm -hmm. Everything that he did with Google Proof, Google Proof Trivia, I just absolutely loved the concept of. And as soon as I found out, like I, it was while we were recording that episode, I realized, oh my God, that's him. It, it was just like a, it was my first time feeling like a fanboy moment in the trivia community <laughs> because i i didn't you know so many of you talk about the uh geek bowl and you know you listen to and have been on other trivia podcasts you listen to the trivial warfares and triviality and all of that but the whole world was brand new to me um i i've met it i've been opened up to it from all of you and from the trivia writers co-op but he was the first one that I was like, oh, shit, this is somebody in the trivia community that I have heard of 
and that I've I've like found their work and really enjoy it and and appreciate it. And uh, that was really cool for me. So that was that was your Peter Strait moment, wasn't it? In the same way uh, Jeremy <laughs> yeah. and I had on episode yeah. five. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I fanboyed the fuck out because I have loved <laughs> Peter's uh, work on the film reroll for years and years. Yeah, and it just uh, happened to work out that not only is he an awesome Twitch streamer, so you got to see him there. Um, he was also running some charity uh, trivia streams, which is kind of yeah. why we decided to bring him on. Yeah, did yeah. not expect him to say yes. Him being <laughs> one of our, well, our first guest, you know, all the way back on episode five, by the way, I can't believe that we got a genuine more or less, I'd call him a professional podcaster. I think yeah. Memory Roll is a, a pretty significant podcast. I can't believe we got him on that early. And just kind of hearing uh, the comfort in his voice and, and just the, the ease with which he handled it, uh, it, it was a pretty awesome experience for a bunch of people who had no idea what they were doing. Yeah, I feel I, like I don't, I don't know that we took that natively from it or, or realize that we did but after recording with him um we could just be casual and we could yeah. just let our personality shine through and not panic about hitting our timestamps and and talking over everybody else and you know elaborating and rambling on our points just <laughs> just get it on tape damn it and we'll figure out the rest after the fact uh and i i feel like our voices have come through better since then possibly as a result all right. For, for me, another thing, another thing to mention, we talked about it a little bit earlier, too, is when we had Carmela and Ben uh, from Trivial Warfare, They're like one of the two granddaddies of trivia podcasts. I mean, you have Good Job Brain, you have Trivial Warfare. Yep. And that was that was really what kind of started this entire thing. And having both of them, I I wasn't on that episode on purpose, specifically because of my whiteness and my dudeness. Yeah, but. It was really cool when uh, Aaron said, yeah, we got Carmela and Ben. I was like, fuck, yes, that's awesome. <laughs> um, like it, it, it's it's so cool to see kind of the the drop in the pond and the waves spreading out from like, God, is it f eight years ago? God, it can't be that long ago, can it? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, but well, triviality has been out for four years now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I want to say they started in 2014, so seven years. Yeah, that that for me was was a very cool movement, uh, mo <laughs> a very cool movement, a very cool moment. Um, yeah, that that's you know I just wanted to say that that was because that's that's kind of what got me started into trivia stuff as well. That's uh, was right after I had started hosting that I was like, you know, I need more content. I wonder if there's podcasts that I could listen to. And goodness <laughs> gracious, look what I found. Like it was uh, very early in the in the show when it was just John, uh, Jonathan and Chris just asking questions back and yep. forth to one another. Yeah, I remember listening to those old school episodes, uh, Jonathan, Chris. And I, I will say that I am very happy that we have been able to get three quarters of the tri triviality guys on our show. We've had, uh, as we mentioned, we've had Ken, we've had Neil, we've had Matt, Jeff, um, and by that I mean triviality. Jeff, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Return a call. Has anyone we'll, reached we'll out to us? Do an him? episode about banking trivia or whatever you're good at. We got you. All right. Uh, I, yeah, I, mean, I have, but not not to any level of seriousness. We'll get them on someday. Um, I'm looking at our uh, 
episode synopsis and just kind of trying to take it piece by piece. So we've talked about uh, our hosts and our guests. Um, how about our topics? What are some of the topics that, that have stood out to you or um, how have our discussions changed in the last year? Um, I mean, I'll jump in on this one. I think for me, at least I wasn't on the episode again, kind of like Jeff purposely, um, like I'm not signing up for this because I have, I should not have a voice on this. Uh, the diversity episode. Um, that's another nod to Ben and Carmela for coming on and being willing to go over those topics with everybody. Um, it's a really eye opening. And if you're listening to, if this is the first episode of ours you're listening to, just stop it and go back and listen to the diversity <laughs> episode. Um, I, I really do think it's the discussion that came out of that is just really important in the space we're in and something that's been sorely lacking in the trivia space as a whole um, up until very recently. Yeah, people are starting to say the, the quiet part loud about how pub trivia is at least seen as, you know, a middle age. It's like podcasts, like an older middle aged white guy space. And um, there's only so much I can do being an older middle aged white guy uh, to to make the space, you know, broader and more inclusive. But damned if I'm not going to try um, with the platform that I have and that we have collectively. And I think we're all in agreement on that for sure. I like the. Uh... The episodes when we when we first started planning out episode ideas, one of the things that I had said was we could do single episodes on single topics like uh, the sports, movies, science, like those those type of episodes where we just break down kind of how we write those type of questions. Um, a because I think that that's really interesting because each different category kind of presents itself in a new way as a writer, and B. When we have other people come on and talk about that, I could steal their their ideas, which <laughs> is a good, good part. Um, but those those early stages when we just said, OK, let's just talk about this topic, uh, like this category from trivia for a night. You know, uh, I think we I, I think that we have a little bit, despite what I said earlier about it being almost improv at this point, uh, we take a little bit more care to kind of talk about uh it's the 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 kind of head spaces that we're in sometimes and the different like we just did an episode on sources like it, how we source our material and it's, it, 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 i never would have thought about that a whole year ago like i was like let's do an episode about movies the end <laughs> of my ideas <laughs> and you know we've done one about burnout we've done one about writer's block we've done one um, about expanding your own brand with hiring of hosts. Um, we've done one about international trivia and writing to a larger audience, like just stuff that I never would have imagined. And I, I think it's, I'm, I'm struggling with the right words to use because it's, it, it's, it is at the same time very organic because it grows out of what we're talking about and how we are feeling that day when we come up with ideas uh, when the lists we make of, you know, possible topics, the people, you know, and then we have stuff that gets sent to us by listeners that we're like, oh, shit, that's a fantastic idea. You know, at, it, it, at the beginning, it was very metered. Like, let's talk about this. Let's talk about our technical. What do we do technically to produce our shows? What, you know, let's talk about this category of, of question. And now it's it's this much more ethereal kind of what it is to be a trivia host, which is I, very cool. I think personally pat on my own back, you know, for being <laughs> part of this. 
<laughs> but that, but that's just me, you know. You know, I think uh, first I want to give a nod to the episode we had back in August about transitioning back to live shows. That, <laughs> that wound up being a little premature. <laughs> I, I mean, and uh, uh, most of us tried because the bars were calling, yeah. and that lasted about a week or two. Yeah. Uh, but I think for me, uh, it's one that, that Jeff meant. I mean, granted, he mentioned like 80% of our episodes, but <laughs> the... The one on uh, writer's block and the burnout episode, those I think were the most important ones for me because, you know, I I feel that and I connect with that. And especially at the time of the, the burnout episode, I was in the middle of feeling burnt out. Like it was rough because, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're not doing all of our live things and I'm still feeling burnt out and being able to hear other people talking about it and how they're dealing with it. Uh, that one helped me a lot. So I'd have to put that one up there as a, a top episode for me, a top topic. Uh, I was actually wondering if, if the burnout episode was the same as the work-life balance episode that I wanted to talk about and not because my wife was the special guest on that, <laughs> but because boy, howdy months ago, should I have listened to that episode and actually taken notes and made changes because, um, it went from work-life balance to burnout very quickly for me, uh, as a result of not listening, uh, wholeheartedly enough to the, the stuff that not only I was saying, but the stuff that I was hearing on that, um, so that one's always going to have a special place for me because it's the episode that I have to go back to and remind myself how to continue to sustain doing this, uh, day in, day out, week in, week out, long term. And also my wife is on it. Yay. I went, <laughs> you mean you know to tell me that, uh, nine Twitch streams a week, um, was not sustainable. You're right. None of us saw that. <laughs> no, nobody saw that coming or told you to take a break. <laughs> oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> we still love you. I said that oh, comes yeah. from a place of love, and you know that. All right. What's next in our show notes? Oh, next it's uh, the keyword challenge. So <laughs> let's let's uh, talk about how our keyword challenge has grown from episode one. I was like, I think you skipped down <laughs> a few lines for a second there. I. I really like I really like how the keyword challenge has kind of grown to be just this kind of you know built-in break for us. Mm. Uh, but also, it started out as being like the meat of the podcast. If you look back at the very first notes, our roundtable was going to be fifteen minutes, and our yeah. uh, our keyword was going to be twenty because we did two keywords the very first day, uh, the very first recording. Like that was going to be the meat of the entire podcast we were going to bullshit for 15 minutes and then write questions together or were we so egocentric to think that people would actually rather uh hear (laughs) questions that we wrote uh for double the length they want to hear the topic of the episode yeah well you know i I think that was us approaching the idea of of doing a trivia podcast where we're writing the stuff on the fly we're we're landing in our wheelhouses to to separate from like a trivial warfare or a triviality so that the listener still gets the, Oh, they're going to ask questions that I get to, to answer in my car on the, on the way to work or whatever. Uh, but in a unique way. Yeah. And I, I think 
what I like best about it is it kind of represents kind of where we came from too, because the the whole idea for the keyword challenge was based on, and I think we we covered this in the first few episodes, um, where the keyword challenge grew from the way that we interacted with each other uh, in the trivia writers co-op. Like I have this yeah. theme round and I need to stick this kind of word in here. Can anybody think of a, a question that involves this word? And then you know, in and, 10 minutes, yeah. you've got five different people chiming in with five very different questions and approaches. Yeah. yeah. Or everybody just writes a question about a uh, fire emblem. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we very quickly dropped that second keyword per episode. Yeah, yeah. immediately. Because that, 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 that was sucked. a one episode thing. Oh, man. I mean, I, I like I, I think we had a good idea, a good concept, because Obviously, we wanted to show both how you could work, you know, any random word into either a question or an answer, uh, mm -hmm. how you could make a answerable question about any word, um, rather. But yeah, it was a bit much. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't regret us losing that. <laughs> Even though it means I get to win half as many challenges. Oh, <laughs> now if I remember right, you Rigged. sprung the double keyword challenge in episode one, uh, just in the middle of recording. I don't think we talked about doing that in advance, did we? Oh shit! You're I right. No you idea. just had a Corey idea, and we're like, "Well, it'd let's be awkward if we told him to fuck off in the middle of the recording." So let's do it, I guess. And it, it went like so a... well. Let's do it again. Yeah. It's a <laughs> beautiful it thing. Back. Let's play too. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, that was a that was a thing. I one of the things that I like about the keyword challenge now, especially now that we've incorporated a ton more guest hosts, especially people that aren't necessarily accustomed to writing questions, is getting that outside that outside feeling of people who don't write questions having to kind of sit down and think about how to approach writing a question. That's yeah. Uh, you know, hearing people that do that for a living on a weekly basis is pretty cool. But hearing someone that may or may not be an active writer or might just be a host or does mm. trivia in a completely different sense. It's really interesting to get that idea. That was that's something that we are very used to. And we kind of threw our guests to, into the snake pit like, oh, hey, here's a thing that we're going to do. So do it. But I think that that's produced some really interesting uh, takes on different questions, things that, you know, show us that this is something that we are all able to do and can help us be better at our jobs. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very, I'm very emotional. It's one year, guys. <laughs> I, That's you know, all right. just... <laughs> I was going to say, uh, to your point, Jeff, it is, it has been nice hearing people like Paul who doesn't write the type of trivia questions that we do or Quincy who mm -hmm. hasn't written questions in years and years or, you know, Peter Strait, who was always more of a host, uh, approach the keyword challenge and 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 see them do legitimately good work with it. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like we're providing like this weird ass service that 12 people care about sometimes. <laughs> I'm one of those 12 and I'm very happy with my service. Please send me coupons in the mail. Well, I'm going to jump out there and say for the benefits of the listeners, because you three are very aware of this. Um, one thing in regards to the keyword challenge that that uh, I I think I got a little strong uh, arm e about was how the keyword challenge was implemented or how the keyword was implemented. Um, 
I from the wait. Beginning, you had opinions right? about this. Oh, I, oh, now I remember. Yeah, I, I but like, I bit my tongue. Going? I kept him to myself. <laughs> um, y'all will remember some of our older episodes where we would just take uh, a version of the the keyword. Or there was one episode I think where nobody actually used the keyword as presented, um, and maybe two different hosts used synonyms for the keyword. And I was just like cringing the whole time. And that was that was one thing I was like, y'all, we need to do this. The, let's use the keyword. That's what we're doing this challenge for. I feel a little bit bad now about how uh, aggressively I pursued that. But you all listened. So <laughs> what's the new quote? He's out of line, but he's right. Yep. <laughs> oh, um, and then, of other... course, there's always the Aaron approach to, um, I don't want to write a question about blank. So instead, here's a question about blank blank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, uh, yeah. A, the, the classic a Aaron malicious leopard. compliance done Aaron style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The keyword is podcast. Okay. Hi, I'm Aaron with the Quadrivia podcast. Did you know that in 2012, Here's some <laughs> random sports question. <laughs> Love you, Aaron. I wish you were on more episodes. I do too, because nothing is better than an Aaron. I went from A to Z in this whole 10 minute space kind of question. <laughs> oh, and she knows it too. She's, oh, I think she leans in at this at point. It. She has oh, to. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, I love that every one of her questions is an opinion on something. Just intrinsically. <laughs> her voice shines through so much in her writing. Oh, yeah. Uh, can we, <laughs> I think that my questions have gotten longer, but so have everybody else's. Uh, I think that, that everyone has started leaning into the keyword novel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I've always written longer questions because of my visual presentation. So like my questions can have a whole paragraph before yeah. the question because it's just up there on the screen for people to read and I don't have to keep repeating it. Um, but even so, you're not wrong. Like my, my questions for this have gotten longer and longer. If anything, over the last year, my questions have gotten shorter because I've had to try and keep them on the Trivnow app that I use for answering. Mm. Like I've had to cut them down. I'm like, oh shit, I just wrote another novel. I better lose this entire clue. Uh, this second sentence can go... Uh, What's this thing? That's what I end up with. But in terms of the keyword challenge, you are not wrong. <laughs> there, um, I'm trying to, I don't want to give anything away, so I won't mention that. But there's there's that one that you wrote that was a literal novel. Oh, Jesus it, it, Christ. It, yeah. it, it, should, it should have had chapters. I don't remember Just what one? the question. <laughs> no, there was a one he wrote. One. There was, there was a bunch that were really long, but there was one that there, took up the there was entire one out, Discord yeah. chat. Are you talking about <laughs> the, uh, the well, Let's not forget. Let's, say, let's not forget that on uh, October, 19, or October 1998's <laughs> Hell in a Cell. But Who? in my defense, that was a meme. Okay, I was I was enacting a meme. Mm -hmm. All of the the other novels I've written, I have no excuse for. <laughs> Do you See, I, remember? Oh, were you going to say something keyword? E? Uh, no. Yeah, I was going to say that I feel like my questions in general have gotten longer as well. And part of it is is exposure to the keyword challenge. Part of it is, you know, having listened into to Jeffy's streams and to your streams and, and hearing your voicing uh, on questions 
And part of it is I have to dot every goddamn I and cross every <laughs> goddamn T now uh, because I somehow attract really smart ass pedantic trivia players and if i don't point out that well until blank 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 when this happened this was known as the thing i'm like just just tell me the capital of the fucking country okay i don't need the novel i don't need you to push your glasses up your nose and and be the the bonus points teacher did (laughs) did you forget to assign homework kid for purpose of this so yeah i i wrote a question for um for tipsters game yesterday sunday uh i'm gonna pull up real quick because i had to throw so many parentheticals and caveats in this because i'm afraid of people now i'm not gonna lie (laughs) that comes back to when we discussed it again the other day with somebody was if you're some if you know enough semantic or if you know if you know enough to be semantic about the question you know enough to answer the question that i asked all right so you know what i'm looking for here's the question i wanted to ask if Voyager 1 were en route to a restaurant at the edge of the universe, what alien's word would best describe how long it would take to get there in years? Here's what I actually wrote. If Voyager 1 were en route to a restaurant at the current edge of the observable universe at its current constant velocity, what word ending in aliens would best describe the number of years to observers on Earth it would be traveling to pick up some carryout? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Because absolutely somebody would have been like, well. And somebody still asked one way or a round trip. And I went, fuck, I thought I didn't think to clarify. (laughs) (laughs) Is the is the answer uh, trillions? It is trillions. Yeah. Because of the the reference to Hitchhiker's Guide. If you want to think that was intentional, by all means, think that was intentional. (laughs) No, I just wanted these fucking people to do math. You know, last night, this is actually, this is what Jeremy was referencing uh, in my trivia last night. It it was just one of the throwaway chill rounds, you know, it was fictional addresses. And the the address that I gave was 12 Grimald Place. And the answer I was looking for was Sirius Black. But I had three different teams message me saying, hey, uh, are you looking for Sirius Black or are you looking for... The Order of the Phoenix or, you know, Creature's the one who's lived there the longest and Harry <laughs> did get it later. And and I was just like, all of y'all put the same thing as the first option and it's the <laughs> answer I'm looking for. Just write it down. All right. If it's the first thing that pops into your head, that's probably what I'm looking for, especially if you know the subject well enough to get that. Sp- like, fuck, come on. Come on. Yeah, I was I was talking to one of the players uh, last <laughs> night who who had messaged you and uh, their very, very, very valid point was, well, I, I genuinely wasn't sure if he was trying to to pin this down to one person or to the organization because they're kind of equally yeah. important to that address. Um, so sometimes it's good faith for sure. Uh, sometimes people, you know, want the gold star bonus point stuff in their head. <laughs> Um, you know, kind of like I did. I honest to God thought in that round when you had said 740 Evergreen Terrace yeah. that you were pulling a sneaky and it was like Flanders address. <laughs> so I, I wasn't playing. I was just watching. So I looked it up. And I'm like, oh, no, no, that's the address for the people on the other side. Nobody fucking knows who they are. Uh, Corey, I think you have a typo, buddy. And you know I what's do. funny George about Bush. that is George nobody, there. nobody called that out. Nobody <laughs> noticed that until until you messaged me. And I was like, oh, by the way. Um, 
yeah, after that I went and I looked because it was an episode or a, a round I had used um, not too long ago at another venue. And I had it right the last time I hosted that hmm. round. So I don't know how I even messed it up. But but yeah, there's there's times when I'm like trying to be tricky and, you know, that would actually have been a really good example. Like, oh, nope, Simpsons are 742. I wanted their neighbor. Um, but I, as backwards or as weird as it sounds, I, if I'm looking for those like really tricky things, mm-hmm. then I'm usually pretty honest about that. I'm upfront about it. Um, <laughs> when I'm lying, I'm, I'm upfront about it. Exactly. Like I'll just straight up name the round. Are you sure about that? That's going to be a clue <laughs> that, you know, maybe, maybe you want to second guess your answers, but Oh, I love yeah. that idea. Right around where it looks like there's a typo in everything. But the truth is we want the more obscure-ass answer. I am here for that. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> or right. or with, you could do that with the addresses, though. Like, make up the next-door neighbor's address. Like, <laughs> like you'd have to know who lived at the one, like, you know, two digits ahead of this one. <laughs> do you Do you remember... The 21st night of uh, September. <laughs> I do. It was a good one. Um, after our first few episodes, we, I, I generally, I think it was a, as a, as a whole, there was a consensus that we were unhappy with our roundtable discussions because we would ramble. We <laughs> had a hard time staying on topic and, um, we actually like set a set out a plan where we were gonna basically have Jeremy act like a, a like moderator a TV show sorts, host. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he was gonna moderate and, and like throw it to us. And we may even have tried that one or two times. Yeah, Corey hated that idea. Oh, it was rough. I, 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 I say that for like one episode and got like like oh, okay, yeah. we guess we're doing that again. I, yeah, I, I remember okay that it, like when we were discussing it, but then when it got applied, I was like, Oh, this is I'm not feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here's the thing is deep the... down on those episodes where it was me representing the, the co-op and, you know, it was, you know, a handful of guests who hadn't been on the show before. That's kind of the role that I organically took was that moderation role. Um, and uh, it worked for me, Jeremy. So I don't know what the fucking problem was. No, I think it worked for everybody but Corey. And I heard about <laughs> it. <laughs> That's possible. There was, the, there was the one episode. It was the one episode. Was it theme rounds or theme games? I think where it was me and Jason were the ones that had extensive history writing theme games <clears throat> excuse no, me no i think it was the how did you start your company or whatever is kind of what we were discussing and like was all that, that. The, was that the one i couldn't i it was one of them but there was one episode where it was 90 percent me and jason mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the other two hosts which if i remember correctly were aaron and jeremy were just kind of like yes <laughs> i don't think i was I on that one i could be I wrong remember i i know there was one about theme games i think because i I can say a lot of things about theme games, mm-hmm. uh, but there no, was that. I, I want to say that you were the moderator. That's why you don't remember it, Jeremy, because you were just kind of there. <laughs> just kind of there. just there for the keyword. And, and that could be. I might have done two in a row. I just remember the one that we did was, uh, oh, logos. Yeah, that's I, what it was. Where did you come yeah, up with your logo saying, and stuff Oh, like yeah, that. that one. We're probably talking about episodes seven and eight. Yep, logos Company and branding. Names, logos and branding. And then the next one was writing trivia for a fandom game. So that could definitely be Oh, it. that's, yep. 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 Ugh. <laughs> I have but, opinions. Uh, 
We, but I digress, we, Corey says. Exactly. We went yeah, We from tried that. it and it didn't work. There we go. And then, but then we almost like rubber banded. We rebounded and like shot back in the other direction and just kind of fully embraced the fact that shit's going to go sideways. <laughs> Which uh, does bring us to the digressions. Oh, I love uh, them. I love them so much. You know, I'll say just from the the publishing side of it, the digressions is my favorite part. Just picking the the random weird shit that I'm going to throw in our <laughs> synopsis. <laughs> Things that oftentimes, sometimes what I would do, going back to when, you know, Jason and I would do all the record or the editing ourselves, I would just pull up the episode. I would click in random spots until I heard somebody say something that was just, you know, out of weird or out of context. Yeah. (laughs) And I would just write it down. That that would be one of our digressions. We wouldn't actually digress and talk about it. It was just a one-off comment. Um, but yeah, I love it. I love just putting that, that random shit that I, I think there's actually been several instances too, where the digressions didn't even make it into the episode. They were cut out in editing. But you know what? Digressions include this 15-minute conversation that you'll never hear. It's like, what, what the yeah. hell are they talking about giraffe butlers for? I, I wasn't, I didn't hear that in the episode. Do you, uh, does anyone have any particular digressions that really stand out to you? The fucking this... ladder company. <laughs> you know, I've, I'm I love that, afraid. by the way. I haven't even I was not on that, that episode. I don't oh know what made it in. For those of you that died in that car. recording, he, honest to God, fucked off for 20 minutes. <laughs> we are live. We are recording. James and I are just like bantering about anything and everything. And in the side channel, it's like, Corey, you coming back? We're, we're, we're kind of vamping here because uh, we didn't know if it was going to be three minutes, five minutes, whatever. And it just kept going and going and going. <laughs> and then 12 minutes in, out of nowhere, he's like, uh, so I got to pop in. James, how much do you weigh? <laughs> <laughs> and and I knew this was going to be brilliant and beautiful and I was going to love it. But oh, my God, was that awkward to, to record in C2. <laughs> So how much of that actually made it into the episode? Uh, I'm genuinely good, terrified to go listen to it. A good several minutes of it made it in. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was that was definitely a digression. I liked, uh, it was a recent episode with Tipster where he was presenting the questions and the part of the round was him doing uh, lyrics to songs uh, with synonyms that he kind of just, <gasps> you know use synonyms on it and the last one was hero by enrique iglesias and the last lines was i would like you to choke me or something like that <laughs> and we got off on this tangent of like the breath play kink of enrique, Igle- enrique iglesias and i kept thinking of gabriel iglesias the fluffy <laughs> like i i literally laughed i don't think any of it made it into that episode but i laughed for five minutes thinking of the hawaiian shirt like 300 pound mm-hmm. comedian talking about like please choke me like i can't oh my god just oh that that whole that whole chunk of us talking about that and the bachelor of marital arts (laughs) mr t's bachelor of marital arts (laughs) like that was that was a good episode for digressions (laughs) jeff wasn't there an episode that you and i were on with tipster where we just 
kept counting down to fuck with tipster oh my god the countdown was that, episode. Was that us yes oh my god oh i That's... don't know this story please tell this story Dur- during the recording uh i don't remember if it if it happened organically like um but somebody started a countdown like we do at the beginning like okay mm-hmm. starting in five four you know that whole thing uh but we started at like 30 <laughs> like just way <laughs> longer than it needed to be uh just for shits and giggles and then throughout the rest of the episode every time we would come back from a cut or from keyword or anything like that the <laughs> countdowns kept growing larger and larger and then at the end of the episode uh i said it'll be a thousand seconds until we see you next time or something you know like uh, whatever the the number of seconds it takes for a week to pass and i counted down for like a good five minutes <laughs> it just so there's uh it starts off, we did, you know, behind the scenes for our one year anniversary. Uh, I did like a good minute or two of right at the beginning of counting down in order. And then I skipped like 700 ahead. And then that was that was the stinger of the episode was me continuously counting down from like 10,992, 10,991. <laughs> and it just made Tipster crazy. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it was because we were ribbing him because he took an extra long countdown or something like that. I, I want to say that he started at like 10 and me and Corey just kept running up the numbers. <laughs> the countdown episode. You know, I think that's something that we've, we've fucked with people a few times too. Like the, uh, prior to the bringing the episode in, um, someone would go, Oh my God. All yeah. right. Coming in in five, four, and then somebody else would jump in three, two, and, and it would fuck us up every time. Yep. <laughs> Those little things that we don't do anymore. Right. Now, when's when's the last time you had a, a PBR Foley? Oh, Ooh, my God. it's been a hot minute. Earlier, earlier Ooh. this episode, I heard one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the idea of the digressions because they lead into the idea of the episode titles that we have. Uh, So whenever I'm on a recording, my job is to sit here with the episode notes uh, and one, make whatever bullshitty note um, I can think of in the moment that just got said. Uh, And two, I have to figure out three to five celebrity name puns to organically (laughs) drop into every episode, because if I don't, they we might not have a title. (laughs) I'm trying to remember what the one was. It was Michelle Tanner something. Oh, I, uh, that was the one about Alf, I think. Like the oh, yeah. Michelle Tanner, the alien from from Mal-Mac. Mal-Mac, Yeah, yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I, you're right. I was trying to remember what it was off that by head. I'm like, there was one random thing somehow. Michelle Tanner came up in the middle of it, and I'm trying to remember what it was. And it all started because back in episode one, out of left goddamn field for reasons I still don't understand, Corey just chimes in uh, on the back half of the episode. He's like, you know. Has Carl Urban ever played a centaur? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Dude. Yeah. Oh my God. Just trying no to context out to it whatsoever. What <laughs> he was talking about like, is this a joke that I don't know? Am I the only one that doesn't get this reference? Was this a conversation on the discord that I missed and is now being brought up? And it turns out, no, no, Corey just had a thought, decided to share. <laughs> Carl Urban would make a good centaur. That's I, it. I still stand by that statement. I, you're not. I remember not googling this just so we could get an answer, because it, it had gotten to the point where it's like, you know, now I need to know. Like, yeah, like, it, it, it it was like half joke at first, but it's like, no, 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 
this has been asked. It's been put on the table. <laughs> and now I need to know. Like, did he voice a centaur? Like, was he the voice of Ferenz in Harry Potter? Or are we just thinking of like Omer no. from Lord of the Rings? Like just how yeah, he's always just, on a horse. We put him, we turned him into a half horse because he's always on a horse. <laughs> I, I still a year later don't get it. I did, did, check your medications, Corey. That's all I can say. Well, um, you know what? You could say that if it weren't so goddamn true. <laughs> he would make an excellent scent. Look at his face. I'm not saying he looks like a horse either. I'm saying he looks like a centaur. I, I will, one year later, I will Carl Urban still has show. not played a centaur. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we had some we had some discussions about uh, title. I don't know rules. Title. Yeah, it has metrics. to be one of us or a celebrity. At least in the title of every episode. Or a character were... from a show or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, although I like when we decided later on uh, to go back and add what the topic was afterwards. Yeah, I think that was a to, good. I mean, it, it was it was great having just the funny titles, but at the same time, like if somebody was looking for a specific episode, they have no idea what each episode is. <laughs> yeah. Salacious pictures of Jeremy on Pornhub really doesn't give you a, a clue <laughs> as to what we're talking about. That it episode. gives you all you need I to know. For that does, episode, very sir. much. Yeah. <laughs> On the other hand, we have Selena Gomez eats the flesh of human beings. Which <laughs> yeah, very how clearly, have we not been sued at this point for a couple of these? That very clearly outlines the fact that uh, we were talking about what makes a question bad. That's, you know what? I'm looking at episode three. Ed Gein maybe didn't have the best taste. We have talked about cannibals on multiple occasions. Yeah. Oh we we did gosh. a uh, we did a sports swing for a while. There was the Mariano Rivera of hockey dumbassery, uh, Scott <laughs> Hall, the Little House on the Prairie gal, and beating the hell out of Robin Ventura back back to back to back. That oh is God. true. <clears throat> oh. I think we're safe by uh, satire laws, right? Pretty sure. Danica right? Patrick is kind of shaped like a starfish. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably one of my favorite ones. For I, I don't even know why that and. Um, I think it's giving Taylor Swift the attention she doesn't get. Something yep. like that. Oh. Uh, yeah, waka Waka are... Flock of Flame was was a really good one. You know, they're they're fun. It's easy to look back and laugh at these and they they come a little bit easier uh now. But there some of those first episodes there was like some serious hand wringing trying to figure out what is this title going to be and right I, I feel like I remember messaging you more than once at, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning. Like, mm. hey, what if I put this? Will this be OK? And that's that's kind of how we establish the rules. Hey, you know, we're it's going to be something that happened that was said in the episode organically. It is going to be a reference to either a famous figure or somebody that is in that episode. And that's basically all the rules were. Yep. I wonder, have we ever had one where the title reference uh, got cut in editing? I uh, paid attention. I don't think so. It's entirely possible. But no, I think they've all uh, kind of made it in just because they kind of had to. If anything, they made it into the outtake. Um, I'm just scrolling through the library and just reading the titles of the laugh. <laughs> Mike Judge, Mike Jury, and Mike Executioner. My favorite <laughs> my favorite one that I know that I caused because I said I, my brain did a dumb 
it's my smooth brain couldn't figure it out uh it was michael Liam black from mtv's the stand <laughs> which <laughs> god is two very different tv shows the state and the stand yeah i still stand by that michael Liam black from the state is one of my favorite favorite comedic actors but also the stand the tv show is pretty pretty terrible but the book's great but michael Liam black <laughs> hey. weren't you weren't you also the uh the driving force behind the title of every shitty Josh Gad movie? Uh, I don't think so. Hmm. I want to say that that was an episode that I was on, but I, I want to say that that was, wasn't that you like poking fun at me? I don't remember that. I, I wish I, I might've brought up Josh Gad. I don't remember the context though. And then it, it digressed into that, obviously. <laughs> Well, another another behind the scenes look here that uh, listeners probably don't know. I think I have done the actual synopsis writing and publishing of every single episode. Jason, did you ever write any of them? Uh, I think I did on the first few, really. Like um, they were a collaborative effort for like first 10 or so. Uh, but I feel like I oh, yep. I Here fleshed out a decent amount of them. Yeah, one, two, and three. You and I double teamed, and then the first line on episode four: "Let's trust Corey to publish this one." <laughs> uh, but I then I was I... in for five and six and seven. You did eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell from what the uh, kind of introduction statement is after the episode X thing. Fair enough. Like, I wrote episode six, Fortified with Niacin. You wrote episode eight, leaving you with whiplash and a third of a boner. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been right around the time we got Ken, too? or did? Yeah, right around there. Yeah, episode 12 or so, looks like. That was when uh, we stopped doing most of the editing ourselves. um, Got it from Ken, and we would just jump in there and put in the intro, outro, the ad break, stuff like that. I am one of the worst people at doing the thing I request of every other host, which is asking people to to write down in the episode notes, like if you uh, if any digressions or possible episode titles come up, write those down so that I don't have to listen to the episode. Mm-hmm. But then I, when I'm on the episodes, I never do it, <laughs> never go- do it, and. I go back and I'm working on those episodes and I'm like, damn it, who was on this one? Who didn't do Fuck, it was me. It was me. I'm terrible. Oh, Jesus Christ. We've been talking for an hour and a half, gentlemen. Damn straight. Sounds been, about right. Uh, yeah, we've been living in memory well, lane on this. Um, Any, I don't know, any, anything else we need to really talk about before we uh, move on through? I, I was going to say, we've mentioned it multiple times already but the fact that we after a year still don't have an actual outro besides make it as awkward as possible for the guest and see what funny things happen Wait, i you love haven't... doing that somebody who i'm not sure has heard the show before i'm like hey throw it to you to give our patented quadrivia outro and they're like there's uh... an outro <laughs> cut where it where do we go <laughs> from here oh yeah it's so mean. Oh, I love that. No I wonder love that nobody so comes much. back. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, uh, the real goddamn monster, Jeff, was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know what? I think the only other thing we really need to talk about uh, in regards to how the podcast has grown or changed would be the implementation of our executive producers. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's... That oh, yeah, the people, the people who change. make sure that uh, we still do <laughs> yeah. this on a weekly basis. We, uh... Oh, my God. Those first few months trying to get us together for for recording was so... so Pulling the goddamn cats. <laughs> yeah. Herding cats. And it got to the point one week where we just didn't record an episode and yeah. we had nothing in the backlog and we didn't publish anything and we didn't say anything to anybody about why. Uh, no. And that's when we reached out and, and brought in some some voluntary amazing help just to just to be the adult in the room sometimes without, you know, d- diminishing us as adults but the truth is we are personalities we all have different you know things going on and different visions for what we want we needed that arbitrary third-party neutral voice who didn't have a whole bunch of skin in the game other than my one and only job is to make sure you fucks (laughs) record a thing (laughs) and you know what quincy has done an incredible job of that every month this shit happens because of quincy Um, yeah those, Quincy those and first... Sam are our two executive producers. Quincy fully in charge of uh, scheduling and making sure we actually get shit done. And I think if we hadn't brought her on, we wouldn't be here recording a 50th episode. I, yeah. I, think oh, I don't know that we would have made it to 25. It. Yeah. Well, there so. was there was that that one month or so where we needed to get something done by x day at x time so that the you guys that were editing or when we were first sending it to ken so we weren't asking him for like a day turnaround and there was that one chunk of there was that one chunk of time where it was like i want to say five or six episodes in a row where we recorded it like the weekend before the wednesday that it came out yeah um and then quincy finally beat us beat us into shape and said we're going to record these like you know, three a weeks, two a weeks until we get like a month ahead. And I don't care. Your guy, you're just going to do it. You know, that, that was a, that was a, a rough moment trying to play, you know, you know, get ahead of the game a little bit, mm-hmm. but that was worth it. Cause now I think, what are we a month or a yeah, month and a half? We're out pretty so? stably about yeah. a month ahead now. And that's, yeah. that's what we had wanted to be the entire time. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, I, we recorded I, I, the first I, I, four episodes in like a week and then we started publishing them and then we took like three weeks off from recording <laughs> and went, oh, shit, we well, need more. <laughs> I, I remember when the point like after that one week where we missed was we got like what we started doing it again, like one episode, one episode. And then it was like we were about to go into another week with no episodes. And yeah. um, is when we first talked about bringing Quincy on. I think we recorded like three episodes in two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, we oh, my God, we have a backlog and, and realized how good it felt. <laughs> Well, and was we like, were, okay, we need somebody to keep us on track. Like that, that needs that point, to be the, the staple at this point. Yeah, we were able to, you know, take some time off and be like, hey, I'm going to have to sit this one out because I've got this very real thing going on. Um, which, honestly, most of the time when, when people did have to back out or we weren't able to get a recording going, it was genuinely legitimate. Reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But 
because we hadn't done a better job of scheduling it beforehand, we didn't have any alternates. We didn't have any uh, anything scheduled to cover it. And it was it was getting rough. It was getting really rough. So uh, Jason talked to his wife and I talked to my wife. Oh, oh no, no, said, no. Jason's wife talked oh, to him and said, oh, you guys need to get your shit together. I'm that, going to help you get your shit together. That tracks. <laughs> because she listens and, to the show. She is a fan of the show and she got fed up with hearing the frustrations of trying to keep the show going on a week to week basis. Uh, she jumped in and said, I, I, I can do it. I, I want to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I, I actually I feel a little bit bad for her, aside from the whole um you know, she has to Being live with you. Married thing. to me thing. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel bad because both of our wives stepped in to be executive producers. Uh Quincy took on the scheduling side and Sam, my wife, is uh basically the person who runs our email. Yeah, communications you know, if, on yeah. behalf of us. So that there's one person who's doing it instead of 12 people who all think somebody else is doing it. <laughs> but whereas Quincy is now herding cats, you know, every week, Sam replies to like one email a month <laughs> because our listeners are not emailing us enough. <laughs> so Sam right now, Sam has two main jobs. One, she gets up, she checks the inbox if there are. Uh, emails she deletes the spam or she forwards mm. the uh the relevant ones and then she reminds me she goes hey did you fill out uh did you fill out quincy's calendar yet <laughs> shit no i'll do that in a minute her next main day, her main Corey? jobs yeah yeah <laughs> cory <She>, wrangling <laughs> she probably spends as much time asking me if i've filled out quincy's calendar <laughs> as quincy does dealing with everybody else so I'm well, you sorry, know that Quincy, Quincy messages I... Sam and says, get your fucking <laughs> husband to fill out the fucking calendar. I would not be surprised that I believe it. <laughs> oh, but y'all need to put Sam to work. Send us more emails. Make her. Do Where stuff. would they send them? I don't know. That's great. Let's move into keyword. We do. We do actually have one last thing okay. that I'm very proud of. And that is the uh, growth of our website. We have, we have a website. We have a website. Yes. I hate you. I'll say Quadrivia, <laughs> pod, quadrivia butt face. Oh, dot net. Yeah. Also, we need an outro.org, right? And and a few others. There's a there's a couple <laughs> of them out there now. Oh my gosh! In fact, uh, Jason, I don't think I ever told you the most recent one that I got. Oh no, I don't think you did. What do you, what did you get? I I'm trying to remember if I told you. It's the um I think it's DJ Trivia that doesn't suck. Oh <laughs> no, yeah. Um I have that on my uh on my Twitch channel, DJ Trivia that doesn't suck.com. Okay, yeah, we've got that. We need an outro. Uh Quadrivia buttface. <laughs> paid virtual my trivia. Favorite. Is paid virtual trivia us or is that me? I think that's you. Much the yeah. same that Geek Who Drinks is me. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, yeah. Nope, I kept that one for myself. Um, <laughs> I did redirect the HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www.cory.com.com to 
the Quatrivia website. So we do have that one. I, uh, I wish that you could throw an Easter egg in that redirect for anybody who actually goes through the trouble of typing all of that shit out. Right. I still don't know how to type it. That's to okay. this day, I do not know how to type it. Uh, it is the only domain I own that doesn't have an estimated value. So <laughs> They're like, nobody wants this shit. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. In fact, we I... will pay you to not make it available again. <laughs> I... I'm but so no, happy with Corey, how our website has turned out. I mean, Corey is the, the driving force behind our website, and it has, has gone from, well, we needed somewhere for people to vote. By the way, people vote on the keyword challenges yes, um, in, into an actual honest-to-God website. So tip of the cap to Corey for, for doing that basically 100%. Um, Corey does a lot of the behind-the-scenes work that, that makes this show run on a weekly basis, and he does not get enough credit for it. Uh, between How making sure that episodes PBR, get published so. <laughs> and, you know, the website gets updated every Tuesday night. In fact, right after this, I think you're going to get back into that mode, aren't you? Yep. Uh, and and make sure the most recent episode gets published on time. So uh, I mean, whereas I just yell at Ken every week and then hand him money. <laughs> I mean, you have to think of it this way, though. Before Corey made the website, we were telling everybody to go to Twitter uh, to vote on the keyword yeah. challenge where oh nobody was posting the keyword challenge. <laughs> yeah, that was my bad, too. <laughs> uh, I, I take a lot of blame for a lot of the things that forgot to get done. But I'm trying. I will say uh, the the episode recaps. I've I've all but given up on those. The episode recaps are just me putting a stupid sentence and then the questions from our trivia round. Yeah, I don't, I don't even try to recap the episodes <laughs> anymore. <laughs> no, I just gave it's up. on some brand, stuff though. happened. Here's some questions. Yep. But yeah, I'm I'm happy with this. It's. I think that we are actually starting to to look like a a real. I don't want to just say like a real podcast, but uh, I'm a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> we're feeling a lot more legit, you know. It um, it does. This feel... is getting easier. Yeah. Just yeah. just from a production standpoint, it feels way more produced than it ever was when we first started because we were all slapping together, you know, audio recordings from five different places. <sighs> um, the you know, like the caliber of guests and the caliber of hosts and the the way that we've kind of grown uh, and we've taken the original ideas and kind of stretched them around to fit what we were actually doing and and kind of grown up in this last year is the best way to say it. Like we're not grown ups because the pee pee poo poo fart jokes are always going to be funny, but the, the podcast itself as a unit has grown into something that is still fun is still, I still enjoy listening to it every Wednesday. Uh, and I, I, I think it's a good representation of, uh, where we want the show to be. I think I think we're getting into our wheelhouse pretty good. Yeah, I feel that too. We're no longer the, you know, the also rans the the redheaded stepchildren saying, "Hey, look at us, we have a podcast too." Uh to to being something that people actually talk about and listen to, and that's yeah. weird. And I'm okay it's, with it. 
It's always weird having somebody pop into your Twitch channel and said, hey, I heard your podcast. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, excuse me? That's a sentence <laughs> I never would have imagined a year ago. You heard you heard my what's it again? No, I, yeah, what's what's happening? Where am I? I'm confused. All right. Should we uh, should we move into the keyword challenge for the week, guys? Yeah, I think so. I think. Hold on to, to, to use a chestnut that we've that I've been told I say way too much on the show. I think we have pulled just about all the meat off of that bone. <laughs> You know, and if I, anything I else we bumps the punch bowl. <laughs> uh, so how is the how's the keyword challenge going to work for this special 50th episode? I know uh, Jeff and or Corey, you guys kind of had an idea on something new, exciting, different, sexy, fun. Yeah, uh, Jeff's got something sexy, exciting, fun for the trivia round. And I've got uh, a sexy, exciting, fun keyword challenge. <laughs> um, I have written down every keyword that was used prior to this episode. And I'm going to generate a random number for each of us. And we are going to write a keyword using that previous keyword challenge word. Oh, okay. so just a little, little throwback to some of our older episodes. So we're going like to write this. a question. Yeah. What, a brand what new question. Off you of said that old. we're going to write a keyword. Yeah, whatever. And then I got really confused. <laughs> you know what? You do you. You write whatever you we'll want, just, Jeremy. We'll the important it. thing is, Corey, I <laughs> want to see the random number generated. Um, your random number was one. So. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I need the receipts, my friend. Uh, why don't, does one of you want to tell the people how the keyword challenge works? And then I will tell each of you what your word is. Well, our keyword challenge is normally you, the listener, will submit to us a keyword uh, that we will spend 10 minutes off mic writing a question about. At least the best question we think we can write in 10 minutes. And then we will share it with the group and see if they can answer the question. The keyword must be a part of the question or the answer. So obviously, if you make it the answer, they'll know the answer right away. <laughs> you can send All us right. those keywords at quadriviapod at gmail.com. Jeremy, you crushed it. Well done, sir. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Without further ado, Jeff, your keyword for this episode is hubris. Not Kale Sanderson. Hubris? No. Hubris from episode Oof. nine, submitted by Taylor McClure. Uh, Taylor okay. McClure, a friend of mine and my wife's, actually. She does my trivia over in Idaho. Uh, Jason, you got episode three, submitted Tell by you. Liz Hudson. You are doing apple pie. Okay. Apple pie. Jeremy, you got episode 13 submitted by Dan. You will be writing about Supreme Court. And I got episode 16, which was metonym submitted by Rick. Uh, we have our assignments. Let's go do it. Let's do it. We'll see you guys on the other side. Yay! Yay! And we are back from hopefully a fruitful 10-minute break. Uh, I know I wrote a thing. Hopefully you guys <laughs> did too. Uh, first endeavor uh, that we have split up and done different keywords. This is going to yeah. be fun and exciting, mostly because we haven't all researched the same thing. Um, <laughs> but we've all potentially written versions of this question before. So this is going to get interesting. Jeremy, do you want to take us in? Uh, remind us what your keyword was. Uh, sure, I will take us in. 
uh, my keyword was Supreme Court. Um, and usually, uh, whenever I have to bring up the Supreme Court, I like to bring up the uh, highest court in the land, uh, <laughs> which is the basketball court, which has already been brought up on the show. Therefore, I did not. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, before you read yours, I'll, I'll touch on that. You were the only person who was not on the episode that your keyword came from. Um, if that makes sense. That made sense, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I got uh, what you're yeah. saying. I know what you mean. You're the only person who hasn't already done a keyword challenge with the keyword you were given. Uh, Jason, however, was on that episode, the Supreme Court episode, and that is what he wrote, I believe. <laughs> I love that. I love that question. Uh, it's yeah, just that very well might have been me. History yeah. facts that like sticks with you. And I was glad that somebody brought it up on the show. Yeah. Um, but my question is this. First Supreme Court Chief Justice John Jay has many accolades to his name. Among them are founding father, second governor of New York, and abolitionist. He is also a signatory of what official document, ratified on September 3rd, 1783, which officially ended the Revolutionary War and would be the namesake of an early 2000s indie rock band from the Chicago area? <laughs> I, I feel it's unfair to have anybody but Corey answer this. <laughs> uh, I actually have no problem with it because I remember this. Um, yeah, like I've, I've got the, a history aspect yeah. of it. Uh, no, from researching uh, during oh my, my keyword research <laughs> on Supreme Court, um, I went the Alexander Hamilton route. Okay. Um, but John Jay was one that I had actually looked into a little bit. Uh, and it was the Treaty of Paris. Yeah, I would concur on that. They're uh, a semi-well-known local band from, you know, 15, 17 years ago. Uh, Jeff, oh, are you familiar with Treaty of Paris at all? Yeah. I, yeah, I had no idea about the band. <laughs> it's upsetting to think that it's like... <laughs> like we're going on to like 20 years almost oh, God, like, since right? they were together, yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, Treaty of Paris was the answer there. As I was looking through the research for Supreme Court stuff, I, I started going down different justices' rabbit holes, and I came across John Jay and saw Treaty of Paris, and I'm like, I got to throw this in. <laughs> nice. A, a nod to the uh, Chicago music scene from like the early to mid-2000s. The aughts have you. Oh, God, like why it. are we old? It's a good, um, uh, good yeah, way to I get some U.S. history in there, too. Yeah, I think three of us would steal that for our live shows uh, because yeah. of the local connection, as is. Yeah. yeah, I, I, you know, we've said this a thousand times in the episodes, but the multiple, multiple methods of entry into the correct answer are wonderful. That's always great when you have stuff like that. All right. I mean, granted, the second half may only work for Chicago locals, but. You know, I'm a Chicago local, yeah. so it worked. Well, uh, when I was it writing, the, the, the band immediately popped into my head, just like, again, yeah. being a fan of the music scene around here at that time. But then I was like, wait, there's two other people around the same age from the same area on here. So <laughs> uh, any notes on that? I'm good with it. Yeah, yeah I no. like it a lot. Like I said, I don't think there's a problem with you using that, that you know, fairly uh, Chicago-centric tie-in because... That's why we have multiple ins to a question. I knew it from the rest of the information, uh, and it didn't matter that I don't know anything about Chicago area indie bands from the early 2000s. 
You know that so, there's one called Treaty of Paris now. I know you that do. Now. You learn. <laughs> You've learned a thing. <laughs> I'd, say I, I was, don't, I'd say it was solid. I don't know if I love the use of the word accolade there. I feel like you want a synonymous word, but I don't know what that word would be. Yeah, I ran out of time. That's <laughs> Claims of fame I, to his name would the, probably be the direction I'd go on that. Achievements. Yeah, Achievements, I guess that'd yeah. be a good one. But uh, the, as I was reading back through it, I'm like, I kind of want to change that word, but I'm out of time. Yeah, but and I mean, it, that's it gets the, the point the, across. The pickiest of <laughs> yeah. nits on that. Oh, yeah. All right, Corey, all right, I think right. we're on to you, right? We are. And I had to go back to the metonym episode, which that was a rough keyword the first time. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then we used all three of the possible questions for that word. <laughs> um, I will point out that's the episode where I confused the West Wing with the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> well, I mean, from time to time, historically, you're not too far off the mark. Right. Oh, my gosh. All right. Oh, God, um, I remember that. LBJ was getting Hummers and coat closets. I mean, Warren G. Harding was well hung. I know way too much about presidential <laughs> dick. Oh, my God. Anyways. Not uh, even going to touch that with a six-inch pole. <sighs> uh, I, don't, I don't even know what to say at this point. How about I tell you what I wrote the first time? I have uh, I have both uh, Jason and Jeff's original questions for their keywords as well. Okay. Uh, the first time I had to write a question using metonym, it was this. Metonymy, or a metonym, is when you use something related to an object to refer to that object, such as when you say the White House released a statement today referring to the executive branch or the president as the White House. It's very similar to, but shouldn't be confused with, what other word that might make you think of Adele, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and the death of a salesman. Yeah, I don't remember the answer from from way back when, either. The answer I was looking for on that one was synecdoche. Oh, oh, right, right. I I couldn't really go with the metonym definition or the synecdoche approach here. Uh, Here's what I got instead. When you say Canada legalized the use of blueberries and pancakes today, Canada is a metonym referring to the Canadian government and citizens. If you wanted a metonym, on the other hand, you could try watching a 1982 animated fantasy film at what location? Metonym? Uh, Secret of Nim? Is that be my guess on that one? You could like try meta-nimh? You could try watching a 1982 animated fantasy film at what location? Well, I, oh, I do feel like asking, the, okay, I get it. I do he's feel asking, like the film is the secret of Nim, but the location I'm not. Yeah, positive. the the location yeah. is the what Nim stands for. So oh. a meta Nim would be watching the secret of Nim at the N I M H. I cannot remember what the hell it stands for. I, I can't National really, Institute for Men. Um, Mental health? No, <laughs> Not in my Medical. house. What the hell no, did NIM stand that, for? No, that's that's it. the secret. No, that's it, Jeremy. That's that's National exactly Institute what it for is. Mental Health. Yeah, because that's the it, oh god, it's been like fucking forty years since I've seen this movie. But yeah, that's the um, it's the uh what's the word where it's not a word when well no it is a word because they pronounce it NIM but it's the the acronym uh of the building around which all mm-hmm. the shit takes place. Yeah, I remember that NIM stood for 
a thing. I just don't remember what the hell the thing was, but National yeah. Institute and I know for that Mental Health sounds good. Is it really? No kidding. Yeah. What? Yeah. No. What are you he is about? the main character in that film. No. Is Will Wheaton not the main character in The Secret of Nim? He's he's a character. I don't. Oh, think I thought he was, he was the. I thought he was the main character. The... But I could be wrong. It's been years. Yeah, I think he was just one of the kids, one of the little ones, one of the rats. Oh, yeah, he would have yeah. been like seven around then. Yeah, that was a Dom De Luis and Peter Strauss movie. Yeah. Oh, was it? Ooh, nice. Yeah. I mean, it, Will Wheaton was in it. You're not wrong on that. Um, but I, I think he was just a, a small part. But are we locking in on uh, Jeremy's answer? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm good I, with that. I mean, it could be something different for the MH, but I'm pretty sure there's National Institute of something, and mental health sounds good. Well, that is correct. It is the National Institute of Mental Health. Oh, nice pull on that, Jeremy. Yeah. I like so. what you did with this, Corey. Meta-NIM. I mean, <laughs> I, I understand now why you didn't put the text in our text <laughs> channel until yeah. after you I asked it. Yeah, I wanted to wait until you guys came up with the NIMH part because, you know, just hearing it, even if you remember the movie The Secret of Nim, you might not remember how it was spelled. And I didn't want to give too much away for you. Um, that is so. Yeah, the funny thing was, I, I, they had to pull the meta part of it. I got the, when she said Nim, I'm like, oh, it's Secret of Nim. I mean, I know the movie, but I'm glad you guys pulled the meta on that <laughs> meta Nim. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. And yeah, no, the penny dropped Nim on that for sure. Um, yeah, I, I tried to. Like, metonym was such a difficult uh, keyword because unless you're just doing, you know, like Aaron does, saying, yeah, "This is a, a metonym for that." Here's a different question. <laughs> it, everything that you know, you really have uh, an approach to has basically been used. It's a pretty narrow uh term or word so I, I tried to go a little left field a little oddball with it yeah why right, canada like... out of curiosity i don't know it, they just felt right okay <laughs> and you All mentioned right. the blueberries and the pancakes but no maple syrup well that's already legal there why would that be illegal there yeah i don't know Come the blueberries on. know what they did that's right <laughs> all right who do we have next uh, uh, I, I think, think we're you, Jason. yeah we're we're on to me and uh, this one took us all the way back to episode three where the keyword was apple pie, uh, wherein I learned yeah. that monsters put cheese on apple pie. <laughs> That's right. Both well, Dean that. and other people. Anybody who puts cheese on an apple pie can email me at I don't care at wherever you want dot not reading it. <laughs> Jason, did you uh, did you go back and look up your your previous question? I did, and I, I did a, a shotgun-style question on that one. It had yes, to do with uh, Dr. McGillicuddy flavors, and it was something I had written for a sheep game a little while previous, and the research kind of changed, and we had a whole discussion about it because I looked it up uh, mid-episode as people were, were shooting answers out, and the answers I had on the screen were not the same as the ones on the website, and I don't know how I screwed that up. <laughs> well, here, would you would you like to, to read yours for posterity's sake? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, my my first edition on this keyword was 
The former Seagram's and current Sazerac brand of flavored liqueurs sold under the label name Dr. McGillicuddy's currently lists nine distinct flavors on their website. Using as many guesses as you like, correctly name at least five of those flavors, with apple pie, of course, being one of the nine. I don't remember how everyone else did at that, but I was not even in it. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever even heard of McGillicuddy, Dr. McGillicuddy's. Uh, and to this day, I probably still haven't seen it anywhere. Granted, I haven't gone many places since then, but well, yeah, what, uh, uh, this time around, uh, take two, I'm too lazy to do a whole mystery theme. So instead meet me halfway on this and just tell me what mystery theme would connect the answers. Apple pie, double oven and door. Um, I, I have an answer right, right off the bat, but I don't see how it relates to door. Uh, so we might gonna... be on the same page there, Corey. I, I, I have something that relates. I'm pretty sure to apple pie, double and oven, no problem, but door. What's the, what do you guys have kicking around? I think we're both uh, thinking Dutch. Dutch. Oh, I know what a Dutch door is. Yeah, that's got to oh. be it. What's the, a Dutch door? Uh, they are the, um, if I'm remembering correctly, I believe that they are like, think of saloon doors. Like how they're oh. on hinges that swing both directions. Hmm. So like no the idea. door could go, the door could go in and the door could go out. I'm pretty sure that that's what a Dutch door is. Uh, and if not a joke from the first Wayne's World movie uh, does not make sense to me anymore. <laughs> but it's Wayne says to Cassandra that uh, first he screws you, then he screws me. It's Dutch door action. So let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look it up really quickly because I want to make sure that I'm not just talking out of my butthole. But You're... I absolutely remember. So, are, are you right. cheating? Well, well, Cause... well, he's looking that up. I think we'll lock in Dutch as our. Yeah, answer. he's not too far off the mark. What a Dutch door is actually is a uh, a partially divided door, so that the top half and the bottom half can open independently of each other. Ah. Uh, also, a stable door, basically the same thing. But yeah, um, I wanted you to meet me halfway because we were going Dutch on this question. God. Dude, how did we get through this whole question and miss? Oh my god! I have no idea. I was Dude, sitting you... there thinking too, like, why? Why did he? Whatever. Okay, here's. Why the do answer, I have though. to go after this question? <laughs> why do I have to go after this? God damn it! You know, you know what? I, I didn't catch it. Damn it! I'm don't worry so about mad. it too much, Jeff. You don't have to go directly after that. I'm. You can, I mean, well, at least we know what the Dutch door is. We know what the double Dutch is with uh, yeah. Yeah. jump rope. We know the Dutch apple pie. And uh, Corey can tell us uh, how he Dutch ovens his wife. <laughs> you mean how I make coffee cake in a Dutch oven? <laughs> I love that. That's my what Dutch you're talking oven. about, right? Exactly. Man, I could have sworn. Uh, at least I'm. At least I'm not wrong about the doors being able to go two directions. <laughs> but I, I had always thought that they were like the saloon doors, where the spring allowed them to 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 go two different directions but at least the joke still makes sense yeah fair enough all right well jeff instead of following yeah. that question why don't you read us uh your question the first time you had to do a hubris challenge and then uh, you can follow that i would instead of reading mine okay let me let me tell you something okay oh. let me let me tell you something instead of reading mine because i didn't ask the same question but i used the same way that i used hubris before 
So instead of reading mine, I actually want to read Corey's because this was my oh, favorite no. from this one and it was ridiculous. So again, <laughs> oh, my keyword was hubris and Corey's question, which I also love. Why am I reading another really good question before my absolute <laughs> shit question? Ugh, okay, here's Corey's question. It does have some religious connotations, but it's not a colorful circumcision. What word was used by the Greeks to describe characters such as Arachne, Icarus, Cassiopeia, and Tantalus, people who claimed to be better than a god? The colorful circumcision had us <laughs> yep. spinning in circles. We were like, what in the world is he talking about? Until you finally said, it's a hubris. And my god. <laughs> oh, well. Ugh. I don't know why I don't know why I piled on to the good questions before my bad question, but here's my bad question, which uh, purposefully kind of bad to make fun of myself for the way that I use hubris and to reference something earlier. Um, so my new hubris question, uh, whether it was due to network TV politics, hubris or creative control, the cast of what mid 90s sketch comedy show decided to leave MTV in order to quote, Establish ourselves as an entity that exists apart from any particular employer or TV network. This allowed the show's 11 cast members, including Thomas Lennon, Carrie, <laughs> Carrie Kenny Silver, David Wayne, and Michael Ian Black, to work on shows like Viva Variety, Reno 911, Stella, and Wet Hot American Summer, First Day of Camp. Oh, I know this. I... It's The Stand, right? <laughs> what? I'm sorry, what was that? It's The Stand, right? That is correct. It is... <laughs> MTV's The Stand featuring Michael Ian Black, which if you will click on the answer to this question is exactly what I wrote. MTV's oh, Jesus, it is. Oh, my God, he did. <laughs> it, yeah, it's um, those are a lot of clues. Uh, all of the actors and all of the shows that they've well, not all of the actors, but most of the ones that people would be able to name off the top of their heads. Um, they also Joe Trulio is also on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Mm -hmm. um, uh, a couple of guys. Um, they have done so much work post yeah, the state. Ken, that Ken Marino did Party of. Down, and he was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, all of them, or most of them, were in Wet Hot American Summer, the movie, and the follow-up movie and, and shows. Um, ben Garant and Tom Lennon have written like 90% of the kind of family comedies. Like, I know that they did... Um, night at the museum uh stuff like, like they they even wrote a book like how to i believe its title was how to how to write movies for profit and to have fun and and to have fun was crossed out <laughs> but like those those 11 people from that show have had such a crazy impact on comedy movies and television that if you have never seen the original show i highly recommend you go watch mtv's the stand AKA the state, which is the actual name of the show. I loved that um, show back when it was I, on. Yeah. I, I do love that you were able to bring that back full circle. I was so happy when I saw that that was the title. Cause I had referenced my own idiot mistake in that episode earlier in this episode, mm. that that's the one that I got. I, I was like, I have to, I have to make fun of myself. I have to do it. I have to, there's no way around it. There we go. I feel Glad like we back. had four questions, <laughs> four different, retconny kind of uh decisions that were made on these um i liked them all let's throw it to the listeners i suppose yeah head over to quadriviapodcast.com uh click on keyword challenge and vote for your favorite 
Uh, there's also now a tab on the website. You can click on keyword suggestions, fill out a form to send in keyword suggestions, or of course you can still uh, email us quadriviapod at gmail.com. <laughs> yep, give Sam something to do, please. <laughs> right. I don't know why I never... Oh, remember. you know what they can do, Corey? They can email Sam at quadriviapod at gmail.com and ask to see the damn results of a keyword challenge ever. Actually, I've got plans for that. Uh, okay. As as this one, uh, I guess I should tell y'all and the listeners, and probably should have mentioned this earlier. Uh, when this episode goes live, uh, I am going to archive all of the past ones, all of the past keyword challenges so they will no longer be votable Ooh! oh good because i just voted for episode three <laughs> <laughs> we'll see maybe i'll change my mind i don't know uh but yeah that's what i was thinking about anyway all right so that's the show right we have nothing else we have we have one more thing there's one more thing <laughs> oh is it new have we it's done not this new. before no we've done this before so, uh, as always, the last chunk of our show is uh, one of us presenting a game. And when uh, approaching the topic of kind of a year in review show, uh, Tipster, uh, our lovely Penguin Pal, had a wonderful idea of including questions from keyword challenges from all of the hosts from the previous uh, episodes. So what I have for you, and Tipster was kind enough to present it to me in a way that I can play along too. Mm -hmm. What I have is uh, for each of the 10 main hosts of our show, because there's 10 of us, bet you guys didn't know that. There's a lot of us now. Huh. Uh, Tipster has chosen one of their keyword challenges. He's told me the episode number and what the keyword is, but he's been kind enough to uh, hide what the answer is until I paste it into Discord because Discord isn't able to do whatever he did to this document to hide the answer. So I will okay. be able to post the question. We'll be able to all four of us walk down memory lane about the question. And then, so I don't, I don't have the answers to these questions. I mean, I do, but it would involve me pasting them into Discord so that I could see them beforehand, which is dumb. So uh -huh. from episode 36, uh, with the keyword percussion, the first question comes from ah. Tipster. Uh, and this is his question. What 2004 video game that is played using a percussion instrument instead of a controller isn't about imbeciles shaking their body till they can't control themselves any longer, but features an ape busking to such hits as We Will Rock You, Louie Louie, and Rock Lobster? And I remember just like one. Yeah, just like when he asked this before, I am lights out because I loved this game. This, yeah, you played the uh, the bongos yeah. on this one. It, it's like Donkey Congo or something, yeah. but it's not. And what is it? It's not. Was it in the Banjo Kazooie ukulele family or was it straight up Donkey Kong? No, I think it was it's, straight it's up Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember the name of the game. It's, it's either Donkey Konga or it's, um, it's yeah. yeah, it is that's Donkey it Konga. Okay. And that's that is Tipster's uh, hint in the middle. It's not about imbeciles, which donkey, of course, is a synonym for an imbecile, uh, shaking their body till they can't control themselves any longer. Of course, oh, being quotes the Miami from Sound Machine lyrics. song. Yeah, from yeah. The song okay. Conga. Yeah. So Donkey Konga is that percussion video game, and that um, that uh, James was on that episode, and James is a video game dude, and he brought up the one that you played with maracas. 
because he thought that that that's the one with that uh because maracas are uh another percussion instrument that are built into mm-hmm. another episode or another type of video game which we thought was uh pretty interesting that he went right there yeah leave um, it to james to uh pull that too yeah that's, that sounds on brand for him oh i did something dumb okay so from i episode... just deleted the whole document <laughs> yeah <laughs> whoopsie thanks for the undo key from episode 34 from our good friend in the north jay uh the keyword kentucky bourbon trail <laughs> If you found yourself stumbling drunk after the Jim Beam portion of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail distillery tour outside Louisville, you might want to stumble east and not west to avoid questions from guards at what U.S. Army installation. I, I remember I, being on this episode. I remember answering this one, so I'll recuse myself. Yeah, same I do, for me. Well, I remember us discussing it for a while, trying. I think we had it narrowed down to two possibilities. And we wound up going with the correct one. I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you what the second one is now because the correct Fort. answer has pushed the second one out of the way. So is it Lennonworth is in Kansas? I know it's got to be Fort okay. something. No, we're talking it is, Kentucky. Or that's, oh, Kentucky, duh. Yeah. Uh, riding that old so, Kansas bourbon trail, are you? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and I don't I know how think... I jumped to Kansas, so then I, it's not Lennonworth. Never mind. Well, I'm going to jump out. I'll say we we all wanted to say Fort Knox, but something about the uh, the direction was confusing us. Maybe thinking it was somewhere else. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure that that uh, it wound up being Fort Knox on that one. That yeah. is correct. It is Fort Knox, which is uh, west of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail area of Louisville. Um, I remember Jay talking about, you know, the way he had worded that is so that he could start it with the if you found yourself stumbling drunk um, just as a stylistic thing. There wasn't the stumbling east, not west was not an intrinsic clue. Yeah. Yeah. All right. From episode four, Jeremy brought us this one for the keyword penguins, which is (laughs) Andy Fearless Brown. Only played for the Pittsburgh Penguins for two seasons from 1972 to 1974. But in that time, he set a, new, a few franchise and league records. Two of those were NHL-specific records. The one that he lost to Ron Hextail in 1983 was for the most penalty minutes in a season by a goaltender. The other can actually never be broken because even though the rule was changed in 1959, he was grandfathered in and was the last goalie in the league to do what? I remember having a a I, bit of an issue with the wording on this one. The fact was solid, but the way it was worded stuck in my craw a bit. I remember that. Yeah, I was completely clueless on this the first time. And for the first half of it, I was still clueless. But then as you read the second half, I, I think I remember the answer. Um, but I don't know how it would be a record. So actually, I'll just say it. Um, is this the one about like not having to have like your a face mask on the goalie mask or whatever? Damn. Yeah, yeah. If I recall correctly, he was the last one to go maskless. That okay, so correct. the record was just okay. It was just being the last one then. Yeah, okay. and so uh, if I remember correctly, um, in my brain, the hockey headgear record is Craig McTavish because he was the last one grandfathered in that didn't have to wear a helmet. 
Um, but uh, but that was that's why yeah not a goalie just a regular player. Yeah, this one didn't. Um, I don't remember if I was even on this episode, but the this one wouldn't have made me think that way because Craig McTavish lives in my brain. So, but next yeah, up, my my have... only issue with the wording on this was that oh. it's it implies a positive. The last goalie in the league to do what and it's the absence of doing a thing that he it's the record for so oh, just that's right. something something about that that negative being the answer stuck with me uh all right next up from aaron on episode three with the keyword apple pie just like jason was talking about earlier uh your cur- your question is this one um if apple pie is quintessentially american apple pie moonshine must be too classic aaron what is the two-word slang term used for illegally distilled spirits? In 1940, a pair of bottlers in Tennessee appropriated it for their new drink that they developed to mix with booze. I'm I'm very glad that when Tipster went through this and did this so that I could play along that he mm-hmm. chose a classic Aaron left turn question. <laughs> yeah, no, um, this feels like Aaron all over, and I I think I knew it then, and I definitely know it now. Yeah, same. All right, Jeff, why don't you, what, what's your answer on this yeah, one? This one is Mountain Dew. Mountain yeah. Dew was the the old slang term along with, you know, Mountain Dew moonshine uh, that they appropriated for the uh, soda to be mixed with moonshine. And a surprisingly good drink, Tullamore Dew and Mountain Dew. A Dew and I Dew think that came with... up back on episode four, didn't it? The Dew and Dew? <laughs> Maybe. All right. Next up from Oliver from episode nine, also hubris being the keyword, is this question. Hubris is a common theme in the work of ancient Greece, often associated with Greek epic poetry. What rhyming scheme comes from the word for finger? Because each of the fingers, three bones, corresponds to a syllable in the scheme's structure. I distinctly remember being asked this question, and I distinctly remember not remembering it. <laughs> don't think i was answer. on episode nine i think it was one of the first ones uh i stepped off on and good news is i know this uh from from writing other questions about poetry and meter and whatnot over the years oh, okay on um, this one i'm going to stay quiet because i i feel like we had come up with a an answer that we were very confident on and wound up being <laughs> wrong so yeah i if um I, I don't remember the thought process before, but I do remember talking about iambic pentameter, which yeah, you know everybody remembers because that's yeah that's Shakespeare and that's five. So I think we settled on it being like uh, sexameter, hexameter, or something that means six for the second half. But I don't think that we nailed the first. I think that we just swung and missed on the first one. Yeah, I think so too. Now this is this is coming from the Greek and not the Latin. I think it's dactyl. For finger. Yeah. Okay. All right. So okay this will that. be this will be the first uh the well no, I didn't know the the hockey one. Uh but this is the first one that I can say. Hey, I just advanced to a level eleven. Uh <laughs> but this will be the first one that I could say I didn't know until I pasted it into Discord. And that is dactylic hexameter. Oh, you <laughs> wanted more than just the dactyl. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's still stumping us all this time later. God damn. Forty one <laughs> episodes later. Wait, well, was that, at least at did least you say that was time. Calvin or Oliver? 
What's that? Did you say that question was from Calvin or Oliver? Uh, this Speaking of Calvin, from episode 14, our next question is from Calvin from the keyword February 29th uh, is this one. Poor Frederick thought he was done with his apprenticeship, only to realize he had another 63 years left due to being born on February 29th. Thus begins What Musical, which also features a character who would be quite good and also insufferable at trivia. I have no fucking clue on this one. I've got it narrowed down to two because of one of which I don't know the actual story behind, but I know of it. I feel like we're going Gilbert and Sullivan on this for some reason. Like modern major general is jumping out to me. Yeah, well, I... Well, that's why I was I, I was stuck between Pirates of Penzant or the uh, or South Pacific because I don't really know much about. South I was in South was Pacific, and it's nothing to do with South Pacific. I can tell you that. Yeah, South. Uh, yeah, unless you're yeah. washing men out of your hair, it's not South Pacific. Yeah, I, oh, it's Pirates <laughs> of Penzant. I'm like 99 yeah. sure. Like I always get the reason I always get South Pacific mixed in there because of water and shit. So the that, two musicals right, ever right, written I'm about water. That one, Jeremy. Let's see. Oh, look at that. And Jeremy is correct. Well done. Nice. Good job, man. It is Pirates of Penzance. I do not know. Uh, oh, well, actually, I do know because his name's Frederick and it's right there in the first thing. I was going to say, I don't know the <laughs> name of that character uh, and I'm not familiar enough with it besides the that episode of Simpsons where Bart stalls for time and has uh, Sideshow Bob perform all of the Pirates of Penzance. Uh, it's not the Pirates of Penzance. It's the Mikado. Is it? Yep. Huh? And because of that, I always confuse the two operas. I thought stupid, sexy it, sideshow Bob. I thought he sang. The no, it's Mondo not the Mikado. It's the HMS Pinafore. The third one. Oh, my God. He's got to recite the entire score of the HMS Pinafore. No, I'm now I'm OK. So that is I, I don't I can't say that that's wrong, but I was wrong because it's Barney when he's sober and becomes an astronaut. Mm-hmm. That he does the modern major general. <laughs> yeah. And then Homer does a cartwheel and says, there once was a man from Nantucket and falls over. All right. Anyway, <laughs> moving, oh. moving onward from Jason, from our very first episode with the keyword teledo, which, oh, God, Corey tried to, all the hell. Corey yes. Tried to make, fucking make him write another stink ass badger. Ugh. Yes. Badger, 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 badger. But no mushrooms in this one. Among the dozen or so extant species of badger are the European, American, honey, hog, five types of ferret, Japanese, Asian, Palawan, and the teledu, which for some damn reason is the Welsh word for TV, even though you'll find them on the islands of what country, which isn't even close to Wales. Now, I distinctly remember the answer to this question, because that's the direction that all of us went, except for Corey, who... uh, who wrote the question about badger ass juice? That's yeah, but I I went, um, I went Java, didn't I? Because Java is more appealing than as a more appealing smell yeah. than badger yeah. ass juice. Yeah, so I guess we all we all went the direction of where yeah. we could find it. Uh, does anybody anybody want to drop the dime on this one? What, uh, of course, I mean now that we've said Java, yeah. I, I, I could. <laughs> I guess I'll just say it. Of course, yeah. Indonesia uh, is that country where you'd find the island of Java and Sumatra and many others. But yeah, that was 
right out of the gate with the very first keyword we had to do was teledo <laughs> my god <laughs> it's oh. like what did we get ourselves into mm-hmm. and then tandy newton which i think we which i mispronounced then and yeah. we misspelled as of present <laughs> <laughs> all right all right next up we have uh Corey's from episode 27 with the keyword blue ribbon and i'll give you oh, 30 bucks if you, if you can guess <laughs> what this question's about because it's not oh, about pabst boy. blue ribbon pabst the company behind pbr the greatest beer currently available incorrect put its blue ribbon on another product last summer literally a wax stamp has been turned into a ribbon on the label and that's fair because it's undoubtedly going to win plenty of them they had some trouble releasing this product, though, as the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau had a problem with their name, claiming it implied certain conditions had been met. When pressed on this, the TTB realized that the conditions are named but not defined. So Pabst set up a process where this product is literally poured through a wooden barrel, ensuring it complies with the requirements to be known as what sort of aged spirit. Fair. That that was mm-hmm. a walk that was a walk and a half <laughs> this is this is an example of malicious compliance at its best <laughs> Dude, Corey, you and i have talked about this outside of the context of this question is it my understanding that they take this distilled spirit and they just pour it through a double hold barrel such that it exists in the barrel for just long enough to technically have been aged one damn second <laughs> uh yeah i it still blows my mind that pbr made a friggin whiskey <laughs> and whiskey of course being the correct answer see i told you this wasn't about pbr while it was still being about pbr all right n- next up from james the trivia nerd from episode 32 i can't not say his name that way now uh with the keyword accident is this one It's not commonplace for folks in the United States to follow international sports, but I think it's safe to say most Americans know Slovenian athlete Vinko Bogotaj, though maybe not by name. He became famous in America by accident when his ill-fated ski jump became the agony of defeat on what TV show's opening? I remember trying... James and I trying to guide Tipster to the answer to this question uh, <laughs> from outside the U.S. and it just wasn't landing. <laughs> kind of like the uh, ski jump. Yeah. I, I want to oh, say this is easy. another one where I do not know it. Um, I remember hearing this and I want to say that it was like the wide world of sports or something like that. Was the the TV show that had the 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 thrill of victory and the agony of defeat? And then when they sh- when they said that, that's when they showed him eat just eat biffing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, not paying pretty sure slope, I guess on, I don't know on ABC, right? Like ABC's Wide World of Sports or something like that. Oh, or was, was it NBC? That was ABC. Yeah. yeah, that is, yes, that is exactly the answer that is hidden from me until just now. ABC's World of Sports. So is Wide World of Sports something different or is that? No, it's it's ABC's Wide World of Sports. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. All right. Pat on the back me. I remembered a thing from 20 weeks ago. Yes. Well done. <laughs> All right. And 
from me. I wrote this one. I'll be able to read it, not like an idiot, maybe. With the, the keyword board game from episode 25. Based on a children's book by author Chris Van Allsburg, what 2005 action-adventure movie tells the story of two siblings whose lives get thrown into chaos when the events of a board game begin happening in real life? This movie starred a very young Josh Hutcherson along with Kristen Stewart and Dax Shepard. I know this one. I remember you asking this, and I still feel yeah. like that last sentence is more than is necessary depending on how much of a dick you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tend to be a yeah. little bit more benevolent in, in my writing than other hosts. Uh, but yeah, if you cut it down to just Josh Hutcherson or, you know, or, or even leave that last one out and expect them to go, oh, wait, Jumanji did not come out in 2005. <laughs> Ooh, can I throw a really, really weird plug in? Yeah. Sure. Why not? So this movie uh, starred a very young Josh Hutcherson. The other movie, Jumanji, which is basically the spiritual prequel, uh, starred a very young Mr. Bradley Pierce, who is a Twitch trivia streamer that I am working on getting on my channel soon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you go. That's um, awesome. The, uh, the reason that they are spiritual successors to one another is because I believe that it's the same author mm -hmm. that wrote same author. Books. And, the, and in this book uh, for this movie, they actually mention Jumanji. Yeah. Uh, but your correct answer here, of course, Zathura, is right? yeah. Zathura, Zathura, which is a surprisingly pretty good movie. Like uh, Jumanji, of course, the cult classic, just because, you know, it's, it's such a part of a lot of people my age are, are youth. You know, the effects don't hold up very good. David Allen Greer is fucking great in that movie, but um, yeah, Zathura. Uh, and those are all 10 oh, of that... our wow. hosts. That was all 10. <laughs> I still <laughs> have fun, quick fact about Zathura, uh, because I mentioned the other actors, the dad, Tim Robbins. Yeah. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. I have one bonus question, Ooh. and this is a joke question. Uh, short. Uh, this is Corey's shortest oh, no. question ever written. Ready? Here it is. Oh. If I still manage to win the keyword challenge of an episode <laughs> I wasn't on, will the other hosts become suspicious? Yes. Yes, we <laughs> King will. The correct think... answer, of course. Yes, Corey, we will. Is the I think that answer. one is actually tied for first place on that episode as well. <laughs> oh. But that, that was a, a trip down memory lane uh, with a round presented by all of us. Oh, team like effort. Yay. Go team. Yeah. Well, it's been 17 goddamn hours since we started this recording. Yeah, Should we wrap it up? I think so. I think we're, we're done and ready to see what the next... Uh, year brings yeah well Corey, let's uh let's do the outro then let's All right. uh why don't you tell the people where they can find you like we haven't said this a thousand times over the last year i'm Corey, third degree entertainment in spokane washington you can find me on most social media at third degree or spokane third degree um third degree entertainment.com or twitch.tv slash third degree entertainment and I've been Jeff with RMT Trivia. You could find me on most of the social places uh, and on Twitch at RMT Trivia, as in Riddle Me This, which I think I've said that a billion times too. But 
I'm Jason with Liquid Courage Entertainment. Uh, easiest way to find me is to do a search on Twitch or Facebook or Google for Liquid Courage. That's liquid and then courage with a K. And I am Jeremy, also of Liquid Courage here in Chicago. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JerWG or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash LKJeremy. And uh, you can find us at quadriviapodcast.com, where you can vote on the keyword challenge and see what Corey's been doing with the website, or email, email your keywords to us at quadriviapod at gmail.com. And I think okay. sp I speak for everybody here. I say thank you guys for uh, listening to 50 episodes of this. Whatever the hell this is. <laughs> right. And we hope to give you five to seven more. <laughs> Um, what do you guys think? On three, should we do our uh, our new outro in unison? Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Right. One yep, sounds good. Two, three. Fuck Teledu. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> bye. Where do we go? Excuse me. My, my throat is like super fucking scratchy today. I apologize. Hopefully it doesn't come out super shitty in the recording. No, that's okay. Um, if I've learned anything, just go ahead and, you know, clear your throat as much as you want in the middle of sentences. Uh, I'll, also, you know, Ken, I'll hit, Ken's I'll hit my job. vape pen in the middle of a sentence as well. I'm we'll good at muting that, that now. Yeah, that's make sure you, uh, you look everything year. up on your loud-ass mechanical keyboard, too. <laughs> yeah, let me, you know what, let me take a note about that. Right, everything <laughs> going perfect. Mute before you use your keyboard. Okay, good. Got it. Um, Thank you.